guess what? It's another week. We both went to see the Joker. Managed to make it through a full work week. Didn't kill anybody. Didn't go crazy. Didn't tear the city apart, burn the city down. Not super crazy. But we made it. I guess we could handle it. So let's talk about it this week on Top 5 for Fighting. We're going to talk about it this week on Top 5 for Fighting. Dozens and dozens of years. Decades of years. Decades of years. That's... First of all, first of all, give spoilers. Okay, we are. Oh we yeah, are yeah. Talk about spoilers. That here. would have been a huge dick if, move. Get the Charmin. Greg's gonna <laughs> shit on something. Tell you this. what's going on. There's a bunch of monkeys looking like they're fucking a coconut. Literally anything in the goddamn fridge. Two hours later, you've got the Haitian mudslide going on, and then it's just you're like, why did I do this? I, He's I got really, that look on his face really like he's getting ready to punch a this, baby. Yeah, this this movie was a bag of dicks for me. He used to run through the house <laughs> just hauling ass. Nothing but underwear. Hauling naked, too. His underwear, hauling ass. I'm going to have me some fun. <laughs> I'm going to have me some fun. All right, October 9th, 2019. It's a Wednesday afternoon, and we're going to talk about some stuff that might upset you. It might not upset you. You might enjoy it. We're going to talk about some fun stuff. <laughs> How you doing, Mike? I'm Hey, man. I'm great. And guess what? I'm not offended. I'm better now than I was on Tuesday. Right? Yeah. Actually, I said Wednesday, didn't I? It's yeah. Thursday. Ladder, it's Thursday. Ladder yeah. McGee over ladder here. Ladder McGee. Nothing like getting your ass kicked by a four-foot ladder. <laughs> you know it's just four steps, right? <laughs> well, one, apparently it's one It's one more than I thought it was. You know what's ironic about that? <laughs> what's ironic? I just had to take a ladder safety class this week. Granted, it was online, but yeah, it was about, it was about a half an hour. I don't need to take the whole class, just the part about coming down. <laughs> apparently just the four-foot ladder <laughs> section. One oh, foot in front of the other, Greg. One foot in front of the other. All right, so let's start off with this. Uh, your weekend box office last week. Of course, everybody in the world knows that the Joker released. Is that a movie? Uh, apparently, it's an indictment on society, but that's a, that's for a discussion later. Yeah. Number three at the box office this week was Downton Abbey with a whopping seven point nine million. That's pretty weak for number three over the weekend. Can it I is October. F- can I steal a line from Richard? Hell yeah, you can. We were sitting at the Dolby Theater, getting ready for Joker to start. And there was, you know, how they do the pre-movie stuff with Maria Menounos and all the previews and the little touches on different shows and everything. And Downton Abbey was on there. <laughs> Richard leans over. He says, hey. And I was like, what? He says, I bet that queen having tea scene was fucking awesome in Dolby. <laughs> I'm like, nice. Don't even get me started, dude. <laughs> nice. Don't even get me started. It has made $73.6 million to date, which is Pretty damn good for a movie of that style. I mean, I know it has a following, but that's a lot of money. Abominable was number two. pulled in 11.9 for a total of 37.7. And what was number one, Mike? Um, Is that a joke? That's a joke. (laughs) Joker pulled in $96.2 million. It had a $13 million Thursday night opening, which broke Venom's October opening record by $3 million. Saw that. And it broke its weekend record by $16.2 million. Venom pulled in $80 million last year in October. It absolutely destroyed it. As of yesterday, it's already made two hundred and fifty-eight million dollars worldwide. Is anybody surprised by that? In I fact, don't. I, I, I. I don't think so. I think it came in ten million over. I didn't. I guess it was going to be about eighty-five. You said eighty-five. 85. I said around eighty. Yeah, yep. and it, it. I mean, damn near. It ba- almost touched a hundred, and th- that's. It's the right time of year. It's the right movie. It's it fits everything. It, it's it was just a perfect fit. Yeah. Speaking speaking of that. Um, Susan, the marketing angel, and I decided to do the 
clown trifecta last weekend. Well, let, let's get into it. Everybody that listens or, or knows me, I'm not the biggest horror movie guy in the world. Um, I'll watch them. They don't bother me. Um, like I said on the past episode, real things like you know someone breaking into your house, like a panic room or an escape the room. Strangers. Something, strangers. Something like that would get me. But you know what? These slasher films and micro miles, they, they, don't, they don't bother me too much. They're just not, right. they're not in my wheelhouse. Well, I had never seen it. I had never seen the TV miniseries it. I had never read the book it. So I went into it, <laughs> no pun intended, um, pretty much blind. And um, I can see why it made a lot of money. I had a couple issues with it. I really did think the special effects lacked a little bit in it. I thought a really? couple. I thought a couple of the scenes were really cheesy special effects wise. But I get it. But um, even those scenes in the basement. That was the one that I Dude. thought was cheesy when he was coming out of the wall. Oh. Oh no! no. I, I'm like the scene where he's coming out of the water. Oh, the oh from the no, floor. no! There was some scenes. Now, see, the <laughs> real makeup scenes to me were like, holy shit! It was the CG stuff to me that really got yeah a little over the top. The scene right at the end where he's in the he's in the uh, the like the circus car. Yes, and he's dancing where he's kicking his legs out to the side like a hillbilly. Yep, that looked so fake to me. Yep. But well, it, yeah, it's, it's funny. Yeah. But it, and then the, and the other scene that really got me was when they were watching the uh, the, the slides. And they they're bouncing around, yes. and he comes out of the wall. I'm like, did they draw? Is that a snap, crackle, and pop cartoon? But but you know what? It was it was really it was a really good movie. Um, that I, I was surprised. that scene though when they're flicking through the slides and yeah. it's like that animation. Damn, it was creepy. That was creepy as there hell. There was some creepy. I, it, it there was, was some creepy parts in that movie, man. There were really creepy parts. Still have not seen the second one, but I, I I'm going to. I'll see it when I, it comes out. I just out haven't on, gotten around. I'll to see it when yet. it comes out on DVD. For sure, now that I've seen the first one. Here's the one that we uh, we hinted at a couple weeks ago. We wrinkle the wrinkles the clown. Do tell, even though I haven't seen it yet. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but wrinkles the clown is a real character. Greg, let me ask you something. What's that? Can you really spoil a movie like Wrinkles the Clown? Yes, you can. Yes. Okay. You can. Okay. Now see. Now I want to see. It there even is more. a monster swerve in this movie, and you will never see it coming. What monster swerve? Can I guess? Go, yeah. Wrinkles is Joe Paterno. No. <laughs> no, Wrinkles no? is not Joe Paterno. <laughs> it's Jerry, Close. Jerry Sandusky? Je- no, no. Jerry, G- Jerry G- Sandusky was smooth down there. <laughs> Completely smooth. <Jesus> Christ. <laughs> there is a monster swerve in this movie that you don't expect. Awesome. Now I want to see it. I'm putting that on my list for this weekend. Here's my problem with it, and I'm not going to say this to anybody to spoil it. I'm not sure if I can recommend watching this movie. Oh, you know what? You sound like Amy. It's not that it's spooky. It's just that it was it was very well done. Right. It was really well done. But when you get to the end, you're like, fucking really? I know we're going to get into the Joker a little bit here shortly, but I just but because you just said that when as we always, I mean, you and I have done this. We've done. I mean, Richard and I, Nick, we've all gone to these movies, and we always have a discussion after the movie. Yeah. Uh, it just, it you can't avoid it. We all have to talk about it. So we get out of the Joker. Richard's not sure of what to say because obviously with the podcast and stuff like that, he goes, he looks at me just so unsure. Do we talk about it? <laughs> and I was like, well, how can we not? And when you go see it, you'll understand why. But it, what Amy said cracks me up. She's like, because I said, did you, did, did you enjoy it? Did, what did you think? She said it was awesome. Don't ever want to see it again, but it was awesome. So when you said that, that's what that reminded me I can, of. I can kind of side with her on that. I don't know if I'll ever watch that movie again. 
It was, oh, fa- it, was, it was amazing. I feel I need to watch it again, and not for sick reasons, but because of it. When it's, oh, I don't know if you felt the same way, but when it was over, it was like trying to remember everything that just happened because that last thirty minutes, last twenty five minutes, completely blew me away, and it almost is like, man, okay, I I can barely remember the rest of the movie because that last, that final, you know what, was so good. I, I, it was stressful. Yeah. I, that because you, I, I, I don't, I don't want to spoil to, it. Yet to it's start, only been to a start week. out with, to start out with, there will be no spoilers on this episode. Yeah, spoiler we're free, gonna, so don't worry paint, about it. We're going to paint broad strokes. We are going to do a special spoiler episode as soon as we can get those of us that need to be involved involved. Counselor, um, counselor, um, maybe maybe Colby. If we can get a, get our hands on Colby. Sidebar. Let's um, we'll just kind of go into it here real quick. Um. If this movie, in my opinion, does not get a Best Picture nomination and a Best Actor nomination and a Best Score nomination, something's wrong with the Academy, which we, now, already, which we already know there is. And if you're listening to us, you already know us. You're probably like mine. And we're not just saying that because it's a comic book-related movie. This, this is this not. This has nothing to do with this that. This is not. Have no, make no mistakes. This is not a comic book movie. This is a borderline suspense thriller horror movie. Borderline. Agreed. There is there is oh, nothing. I, I don't there think is there's a nothing, there. <laughs> there is nothing comic booky about this movie at all. If you this just is right down the vein of the King of, the right of Comedy, right down the vein of the Taxi Driver. It's right down the vein of The Shining in a different aspect. This is this is a a descent into madness. That that's yeah, what this movie is. That, that's a good way to put it. There's it, it, if you just enjoy those types of movies that creep you out, make you like uneasy or. Whatever I mean, this is that you could know nothing about Batman whatsoever, and if you like those types of movies, you'll love this movie. I have not been this uncomfortable since I watched the first seven seasons of The Office. Oh, wow, I love The Office, but Michael Michael Scott is a very uncomfortable person. You know, he's funny, and it's in a funny way. See, if you take that in a creepy way, oh, are we going to go down the the office hole? No, no, we're not because I'm office, ready. We're not going down the office hole. It's just that Michael Scott. You're always like he, he's funny, but he says stuff, and you cringe. You're like, you're Ooh, right. You know, you're what right mean? to a point. But yeah. there's only one episode that makes me that is the, uncomfortable. The dinner, party. the dinner party is uncomfortable to watch. Okay, let's say it's seven years of the dinner party. That's <laughs> with yeah. Michael Scott. Okay, I'm, I'm with this, you. This this movie was very. Off-putting. It's very uncomfortable. In fact, Susan and I sat. We saw it in IMAX, okay. which was which is okay. And we'll get to the IMAX thing in a second. Yeah. We were in the very last row in the corner, and we were constantly just you looking sat, at each other. You sat in the corner. Yeah, I was in trouble. I, I was put on restriction. What in the hell is wrong with you? We prefer that spot. We we prefer nobody behind us. I don't even know you. As far away people from people as we can get. Eh, it's a big screen. I can still see it in the corner. Yeah, dude. I told you I'm on restriction. Let me school you on this. You don't have to school me. Dylan I, is so... I raised that boy so right that when we would go to the movies, he would count the seats to make sure we had the two middle seats when we went to the movies. He's He's got his game down. Eh, I mean, I, 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 see, sit, I see I where he's coming from. I There's see where he's no coming from, but he doesn't bother me. As long as I'm not in the, like, the first five rows, right. I'm okay. You I, I, I kind of prefer the back. You but looking straight up? Uh, not No. I had to see the first Batman that way, back before there was regular seating. And right. I took my girlfriend at the time... And my cousin's girlfriend, because he was out of, out of town, deployed, and we went, and she took four fucking ever to get ready, and I had bought the tickets ahead of time, and we showed up. The only three seats were in the very front row. Oh, see, I'd have waited till the next showing. I, I already had the tickets. When I got, um, when I got, when seats changed to this automatic seating, 
I, it was the greatest day in, in my movie life. I agree. Because now I don't have to worry about it because that lead up, waiting for those doors to open in that race to get in the middle yeah. was more stressful than, than the Joker movie was. It was like the general admission concert tickets that used to exist. Oh, pass. I, I, agreed. Yeah, I, agreed. I love generals, or I love this assigned seating. Um, you know that Joaquin Phoenix lost 54 pounds to play this role? Yeah. 54 pounds. Of course I know. That's nuts. Yep. Yeah, it's... It, it, uh, it showed, too. I, I'm looking forward to getting Richard on here to talk about it because I know there's a lot to talk about, but being that it's only been out a week and a lot of the people that listen to us are like-minded like us and they were, probably haven't seen it yet because they're not deranged like me and have to go see it opening night. But we'll wait and we'll have a specific Joker episode for you. I promise. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it like this. If you think you want to see this movie, you do. Yeah. If you're not sure, wait for the video. Wait, wait for DVD. I, I just... If there's something about this movie that's turning you off, then I wouldn't I would I wouldn't go see it. But this is an amazing movie, and the reason I say that is because there's a lot of people who don't like movies like this. That there there's nothing about this movie that I would say if you I mean if you've watched it, honestly there was nothing worse on this movie that than TV really nothing. as far as it's blood and stuff goes. The only reason this couldn't be on TV was probably a little bit of, a little bit of blood, but mo- more more it was more language than it was anything else. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't. A, there was a couple well, scenes that were pretty bloody. Language wasn't even that bad. No, there, it's listen, two or three f bombs. That was about uh, it. I'll, without getting off on a huge tirade here, don't listen to any of the bullshit that you hear in the news, see on the TV. All the people that are complaining about the everything wrong with this movie because of real life stuff. It, dude, it's a movie. If you enjoy movies and you enjoy characters like this from comic books, go see the Joker. Don't listen to the bullshit you hear on TV or the oversensitive people that tell you this is a direct reflection of society. It's a movie. Fictional characters. Like I said, we made it the whole week. We're good. He had that that laugh, just the laugh. Amazing. And here's another thing, spoiler free, that I just in this discussion has come up so much, whether you're online, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. I refuse to compare Heath Ledger and this Joker because they are not comparable. They're not. Two completely different interpretations of the Joker, just like there have been dozens of interpretations of Joker in the comics, you cannot compare the two. These two both shine on their own for different reasons in their different movies. And that's something we're going to talk about on the spoiler episode when we can really get yeah. into it. Te- that's a tease. That is a tease. <laughs> so now that we've gone down that road... Want to uh, hear something scary? I s- yeah, I do. I, I Because, I mean, i got a few things on You think you got more than I do. Um, we ha- actually had a little scare this week, being that it's October. Amy Pregnant? Uh, no, no, <laughs> sir. The, this gas station is unleaded only now. <laughs> that that factory is closed. Um, Morgan went to go give blood for the first time. Oh wow! Yeah, damn near passed out. Of course, she missed like two hours of school on the blood bus because she was given blood, and apparently they were everything was great, irons high, and all that. So she was given blood for the first time. She she did get a nice cooler out of it for drinks. Um, yeah. They were taking plasma and blood at the same time. Why they did both of those at the same time on a 16-year-old, I'm not sure. But She just wanted to get out of class. She's a trooper, but she's got a nasty bruise. She damn near passed out. Ooh. Missed all of lunch and her math class, which, I mean, let's be honest, she wasn't bummed out about that. I'm sure it broke her heart. But, yeah, so she damn near passed out and got us a nice cooler out of it. So good job, Morgan. Did, the, did she get the cooler because she almost passed out, or was that a, a given up, up, up front? That's irrelevant. We got the cooler. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. And now we have the answer to yeah, that question. There you go. So good job, Morgan. 
Not that she's listening, but apparently I saw, her history class is. I saw two more movies. What do you got? Just so you go. Uh, one of them was The House on Haunted Hill from 1959. Oh, you watched the original. With Vincent Price. Okay. What a pile of trash. Was it, that? Oh, my God. It was so bad. The black and white one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So bad and yet so good. Susan and I laughed the whole time we're watching this movie. Because, I mean, it was probably scary in 1959. You're sitting here just watching it. If you want a good time, watch it. It's worth it. Vincent uh, Vincent Price is Vincent Price. How how do you beat it? Dude's a legend. The other one that we watched was Black Christmas. (sighs) Susan's talked about that a lot, but Uh I've never seen it. It's kind of the first slasher movie. It's kind of the first one. It's the first movie where they showed a lot of... 70s or 80s? 74. 74, okay. With uh, Margot Kidder. Lois Lane was in it. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, she bites it. Um, <laughs> Surprise. Uh, we watched it last night, and uh, <laughs> she wanted to see it, and she knew everything that happened, because there's a remake that's coming out this Christmas mm-hmm. of it. And when she saw the trailer, she was like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, because they changed the story, obviously, to make it more what it is. We got to the end of it. I looked at her, and I said, is that the end? She goes, yeah. And I went, fuck that movie. <laughs> I'm wow. not going to spoil it. It oh. was pretty good. I mean, for 1974, it was actually a pretty good movie. I think um, it's safe to spoil it. I don't think anybody's yeah. going to watch that you, movie. You don't. You never find out who the bad guy is. That's kind of smart, though. Kind of. I can see. But where I was like, like, God damn it! I yeah. want to know who's doing this. And um, she goes, "That's part of the the thing of it." And I'm like, "Okay, I get it, but fuck that movie." Yeah. If um, <laughs> to relate, I guess to relate that to something, if Empire were to come out now, I'd be like that. So you're going to end a movie with Han Solo getting frozen and taken away. Oh, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but you knew another one was coming. But still, I mean, angry. Yeah. But, 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 but how, but uh, dude, it got us Ewoks. But you never see that, though. You never see a movie end with, uh, you know, an ending like that. So, I mean, that's kind of, especially for that to happen back in the 70s. Hmm. 81. Oh, was it 81? Yeah. Star Wars was 77. I think, I think, no, no, no. I was talking about Black Christmas. Oh to, yeah, to Black, end a movie like that. Black Christmas was seventy four, yeah, seventy four, and I mean, and it showed. Right. The special effects were nineteen seventy four. the The acting was nineteen seventy four. The script was nineteen seventy four. This movie probably fucked some people up when it came out in nineteen seventy four. I'm not gonna lie, because for it to be like, because like even um, the, the House on Haunted Hill, it was supposed to be spooky, but back then you're probably like, oh my god, how were they doing that? They had this one thing where they had this rope running across the floor, right? and you're looking at it going, all they did was pull the rope backwards across the floor, right? Easy. But they didn't know that in 1959. Okay. It was probably groundbreaking. House on Haunted Hill, wasn't there a remake? I'm pretty sure And the premise was. is a bunch of people are in this house that are brought together in this house that don't know each other. You have to spend okay. the night and you get paid. Then, then yes, I, I do remember that. Yeah. I did see the remake. Yeah. You know, it's it is what it is. It, yeah. It, you just, you know what you're going into. Well, we watched it. Susan goes, I really want to see this. And I'm like, okay, because we like old movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're watching. We got about five minutes into it. And she goes, this is so bad, it's good. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's have fun. There's so <laughs> few of those old movies. That, I mean, I remember the Vincent Price movies because when I was a kid, that was the big deal on Saturday afternoons was the horror movies. You you were hoping for Godzilla or King Kong. But then but we ended up getting Pit Vin- the Pendulum. Yeah, yeah. Which, I remember that movie because... Of at, at, at a young age, that razor swinging back and forth, getting closer to you, was a little, little scary. Right. But yeah, yeah, I'm none like, none of those movies hold up. <laughs> no, no, of course not, and they can't. The It TV series does uh, not hold up in any way whatsoever. No, the only reason Susan Susan called it the other night, and I've never seen it. I've only seen bits and snippets. She said uh, the only reason that you watch It, the TV series, was for. Uh, 
Tim Curry. Tim Curry's performance. Yep. Yep. I completely because, agree. Because I've seen him as the clown, and you, yeah, fuck that. I'm not watching that. Yeah. It's uh, to me. To me, the little moments that I've seen of of Tim Curry as as Pennywise. Yeah. Were scarier than this last movie. Now, Sarsgaard, Sarsgaard was good. Dude, he crushed it. My God. Yeah, I mean, just some of the... It. You know what? Again, the non-CGI moments were the scariest because knowing that he actually did that shit with his real face mm-hmm. and how he actually could make his eye tilt... He, he, showed, he does it on... You can look, go on YouTube. He's on one of the it's talk like Jimmy shows. Kimmel I think it's or Kimmel something. or Fallon. Yeah. And he, he does it and you're like, holy shit. And his mouth, the way he gets that... Lo- oh, man. Yeah, he creepy. his mouth in that weird way. Yeah, yeah creepy. Uh, but I, I liked it. So that was me, you know, being a gimp this week, watching a whole shitload of movies. Plus, it's it's Halloween, so Susan and I are trying to watch a scary movie every night. Yep, I am way behind on that. In fact, once we get to the end of this stuff, I got a little watch list of stuff that I want to watch for Halloween. Um, speaking of scary stuff, guess what we're doing this Saturday? You won't guess. Taxes? <laughs> no, that's that, that's spring scary. Oh. Um, in Tampa, there is a World War II cargo ship that has been turned into a haunted house. Oh, balls. That is docked in the bay, and I guess throughout the year it's normally a museum, but they cleaned out the museum part, and it's called Undead in the Water. And I've seen the signs. All they give you is a black light flashlight, and you've got to go through all the decks of the ship. They, you just have to make your way through it, climb up the ladders. you got to go deck to deck. Um, you start at one end, and you got to work your way through to get to the exit on this big cargo ship. And the, the best part about it is it's only 15 bucks, But yet you get to go through this whole... And for me, the coolest part is I'm going on a ship that was used in World War II. Yep. Uh, f- forget the, the fake zombies and all that cool, scary stuff. I'm going on a World War II ship. That I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. But I, it'll be a fun night. You know, we haven't had a chance to do anything fun like this in a long time. So actually getting to go out and do some Halloween stuff is... I'm, I'm pretty pumped. There's a lot of that stuff... Uh, in the Bay Area this year, they got the the Screamageddon, yep, fun houses, and uh, there's a couple other places. Like there's a one place down south of us here that's a Warehouse of Terror that mm-hmm. they do for like I think it's like the 27th through the 31st, like like eight bucks, and then you all the proceeds go to charity. It, it that's yeah, it's fun it's stuff. It's, it's a wonderful month. I, best month of the year next February. It's a wonderful month. I want to I want to talk about two things real quick. Go. Um, I, I we probably should talk about them on the football podcast, but I want to bring them up on this podcast just because I typically try and give my little football story. Two weeks ago in West Virginia, there was an article that came out about an officials association <laughs> that was doing youth football and high school football. And at the beginning of the season, they went to the presidents and the board of the youth football association, and they told them that we're tired of the shit that we're taking from the fans and the coaches, and we're not going to put up with it anymore. We're going to start kicking people out of games. We're going to stop games. When, when parents are belligerent, we're going to kick them out. Um, and we're, it, it, this, that's not the place for it. That's, that's not why we do this. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't do this for the money. We do this because we love the game and we want to be involved in the game. We are not going to be abused. So apparently come week seven of the regular season, things hadn't changed. So the officials association. What level is this for? This was the youth. All the youth. What you're doing, or, or under what you're doing. Well, I do high school, and I do. I don't I really know do if that youth. was considered youth or not. Youth is little league, like uh, CC, countryside junior cougars. Yes, like okay. the SYFC, which is the the Sunshine Youth Football Conference, which is Pinellas County, Florida. Sure, there's like 11 teams. Then there's then there's high school football, which is I don't know how it is everywhere else. Here, you only have high school. There used to have junior highs and and high schools. And they, you went through 7th, 8th, and ninth at one, and then you went 10th, 11th, and 12th at the other. So if you were at 7th, 8th, and ninth, that was 
junior high football, mm-hmm. and then the high school only had one varsity team. Well, now you have t- eight or nine, ten, eleven, and twelve, so you have a JV game and a varsity game for each school. That's high school. So that's that's the gotcha. that's the state the state moderated controlled officiated section of the football. So this is just a youth football. They went to the board week seven and told them we're done. And the board said, "What do you mean?" They said, "We're tired of your shit. We told you. We told you. We told you. We kick people out. You don't do anything about it. We kick coaches out. We don't do anything about it. We're called racist. Uh, we got people threatening to beat us up. We can't. We have to have cops walk us to our car. We're done." And they said, "Well, what what are we supposed to do?" And they said, "Not Figure our fu- not our fucking problem." I get it. And the president of the association looked at the president of the youth association and said, "You need us more than we need you. Maybe if you get your shit together, we'll come back next year." So these people have a youth youth football organization throughout this area with no that, refs. With no refs and they're 2 weeks away from playoffs. And I say good for you. I say good for you because it's getting out of control. I completely agree because we do have I sit in some of the worst <laughs> fan base in the high school world. So that being said, so when you guys go to your locker room and you guys are getting ready next week, are you guys going to talk about this? Uh, yeah, I talked about it last week. I talked about it last Friday. Okay. Are you guys going to play this in your... When you're putting your stripes on, <laughs> you're getting your cleats on. <laughs> I mean, I'm just wondering if this Damn is right. pregame locker room is going to be like. Well, my crew <laughs> decided at the beginning of this season that we weren't going to take it, which is why we didn't put up with that shit out of that countryside coach the you first You guys night. take a lot of shit at oh, countryside games. Yep. You know what? We didn't take a whole lot this week. This past week, we, they, we shut them up pretty quick. You know why? Because nobody came to the game. That's why. Yeah. Did you notice the difference between homecoming and this week? It was kind of empty. Yeah. It was terrible. Uh, it was funny because even one of, and I know some of the countryside students are listening, you guys need to go to your your hometown games. Yeah, go to your school. Even I, if you don't like football, just go see all the girls. I'm walking guys. up to their, uh, me. I'm walking up to the stands and, you know, it's the national anthem's getting ready to go. I don't know his name. I don't know. You know, obviously, I'm my daughter's a cheerleader, so I don't know the players. But number 44, loud as can be, he was walking by the bench, looked up at the student section, and threw his arms. He goes, where the fuck is everybody? And I was like, man, that, I mean, players notice that stuff. Yeah, they Especially do. Especially in high school. You don't have a lot of fans coming. That, that that's, that's sad. That is sad. But in my case, I was excited because I didn't have to listen to dumb shit the entire night. It's isn't it sad? We have the worst parents. It no, is, you don't. It's th- it's the same. Every, it, it, it's like that throughout the county. It is. It really is horrible. Screaming at kids to get up and get off the field when they're hurt. Not only that, j- just the stuff that they yell. Like you know, there was I talked to you in the halftime, seeing a defensive player completely do a top and spin around, and then a, a dad throwing his hands up in the air, going, "How's that holding?" Blah blah. I'm like, you just want to say something? I don't. Obviously, you can't because you'll, you'll get in a fight. Yeah, with Amy, she'll fucking kill me if I embarrass her. <laughs> and then I'll get it from Morgan when I get home. Um, so I just sit there and I look at, I look over at her and I shake my head. And she's like, "Just, just don't, just, just don't." I only had to, I only had to throw shade at one official uh, last week. Uh, you remember the play? There was the play where the kid went around the end on the kickoff and he jumped over the kid on the ground. It, no. it was, it was, there was, there was a play where the kid jumped. There was the defensive player. Fell, dove, whatever, missed okay. him, and the ball carrier on the kickoff jumped over the player that was laying on the ground. Okay. Okay. You're not allowed to hurdle in high school football. 
which is so dumb. I get it, but it's dumb. It's it's a safety thing. I, it's I, a straight I, safety again, thing. Again, I I get it. However, but the it's rule so dumb. the rule firmly states that if the player is laying on the ground, and I'd have to get the verbiage out, but it's 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 really weird the way they word it, and I can never remember it. But if the kid, if the defender is laying on the ground, you can jump over him. I can fix this. I can fix the rule. If the defensive player is on his feet, you can't hurdle him. And that's essentially the what it says. Right. But it's like something about both feet or both one foot and a hand. It's just really odd the way it is. But essentially, we know when it's hurdling. So what they did is they NFL'd it, and they made a mountain out of a molehill yes. and, made, and took the language yes. and totally pig-latined it up. So you don't know what the hell the rule is. So when that happens, one of the countryside coaches starts screaming, he's not allowed to hurdle. And two of us are like, that's not a hurdle. Yes, it is. And I went, go take the test. And he said, I don't need to take the test. I know the rule. Okay. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, okay. So later in the game, <laughs> the guy's just he's just chirping the whole the whole game. Later right. in the game, one of the one of the kickoffs, one of the players' helmets comes off, and I'm he's standing right behind me, and he does he does it just like this. Oh, there goes our players. Helmets getting ripped off again. I guess you're just allowed to tackle by the face mask. And I turned around at him and I said, Coach, there was 11 people standing right there in a pile. If you can see that, you need to get out here because obviously you're really good at it. But for now, you better shut up or you're going to get a flag. Um, for the life of me, I don't understand how a helmet comes off a player so many times in one game. Because they don't wear them the way they're supposed to wear them. I was going to say, because if you're wearing your helmet properly and that comes off, you are going to feel that for the next day. They absolutely do not wear them the way they're supposed to wear them. And that's where the rule comes from, that if your helmet comes off and it's not the result of a penalty, you have to take a play off. It's right. another safety thing. When it should just be, we should be able to, as adults, go, wear your fucking helmet right or get your ass on no, the no, bench. No, I'll take you one step further. The coach should be saying that. That's what that. I'm saying. The That's coach should, should be saying start. that. Absolutely. But you can't do that because you're too busy worried about how you're down 52 to 3, but you're trying to run a spread offense with nine <laughs> wide receivers, and you're going to run a triple reverse option, halfback pass, throwback, touchdown reverse on nine. How dare you, sir? He's the smartest coach to ever walk the football. Oh, earth. I'm not talking about a coach. I'm talking about all coaches. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about that coach. Dude, we, seriously, we'll go, out, we'll go out to do like a youth game, and mm -hmm. you got like nine-year-olds on the field. They don't know how to block. They don't know how to tackle. They don't know how to get into the huddle. They don't know how to get out of the huddle. They can't even do a handoff. But we're going to run a spread formation with four guys split right with an unbalanced line that they literally are going to try to hand the ball off on a reverse nine times, and then they just can't fucking believe it that it doesn't work. Right. So they're screaming at him, you're supposed to go left. This kid didn't even know what state he was in. That's right. how fucked up you had him. Heaven forbid you teach these kids how to tackle first and foremost. So My last. So they don't ram people with the crown of their head. Oh, gee. Again. Die. It's really not hard to it's really not hard to grasp. Common sense, man. In Iowa, a high school football game, the head coach who's coached a high school team for 15 years, his son's the quarterback and apparently he took what he thought was should have been helmet to helmet contact. He got arrested because he ran onto the field screaming at the official, "I'm going to fucking kill you." Someone called the popo? Yeah. They called the popo on that mofo. He ran onto the field screaming at the white hat, "I am going to fucking kill you." What makes you think you have the right or the ability to do that? But hey, I, hey, I, it's a movie's fault. <laughs> oh, don't <laughs> even get me started. That's my football. That's my football rant for the week. Now to balance that all out, go ahead and play my play your song. I just I'm trying to get a visual of this. A per, uh, this is a parent, uh, the head coach, the head coach of the football team was his son was the quarterback, <laughs> and he said that there was. Vicious and blatant helmet-to-helmet -helmet contact, and the referee didn't call it. And then he said what? I am going to fucking kill you. <laughs> I 
And then guess what happened? <laughs> he has been fired. Or actually, he quit. Um, I mean, come on. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a goddamn game. It, I, I, I Listen, th- there's times where I'm sitting up in the stands that I really honestly do miss coaching and working with players and getting them better and making them do stuff that they didn't think they could do. That side of the coaching, I miss more than anything. You know, like, you know, like Jake O'King. <sighs> My boy. I had no idea that he went to school with producer extraordinaire and then played for you. Yeah. What like, a small world. Uh, one of, uh, I mean, I, I'm trying to think, I mean, one of probably the top three, my favorite players I've ever coached. Um, you talk about a Jacob, I hope you're listening. Cause his, uh, never took a playoff would absolutely run through a wall. If I asked him to did everything that I told him to do or anything like that, or whenever anything happened, you just never gave anything left than everything less than what he had, and it's he was one of my favorite players that I've ever coached. And it's if there were more players like that, uh, I mean, God, it would be amazing. Well, there's a shout out to Jacob King. Thanks for for all your love and support, and uh, glad to have you as. And I'm not just saying brother. that shit because he listens. <laughs> the last thing, the last thing that I want to talk about is uh, after all that anger and hostility, I want to talk about somebody who actually did it right this week, and that was Ellen DeGeneres. Did you did you hear about this story oh, at all? She loves Bush. She does. She loves Bush. <laughs> nice segue. Thank you. So apparently at the <laughs> Cowboys game last week, there was a lot of shit that happened on the internet because she was sitting with George Bush in the box. And she caught a lot of heat from a lot of um, people in the community that support the, the and I'm going to say this wrong, LBGQT <laughs> community. Can we just say what Chappelle says? The alphabet people. Okay, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that. Cause it's Chappelle, not offensive. Ch- Chappelle's famous enough; he can get away with There's it. There's too many letters to remember. There's a I lot. I can't remember them. There's all. a lot, and I'm not saying that to be disrespectful to anybody. 100. I, I, I wanted to say. I, I wanted to say it proper. I just can't say it properly, so I'd rather I always, just not I do. Say it. I, I do always screw it up because I don't say it enough. Exactly. I always called it the LBGT. The Q messes me up, and and I don't mean it to be that way. But please, nobody get mad at me. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to be nice and polite here. She she got a lot of shit from people because she said he you know did they were saying he did a lot of things to keep things down and he says read all about it yeah she said you know what she said I was in a box that Jerry Jones invited me to be in and I showed up and I can't not go out in public because there might be somebody that has a different view to me and you know what we just need to be nice to each other it doesn't yeah. matter that he might have a different view than me than me because I don't need to be nice to the people that act or think the same way I do right I need to be nice to the people that don't and you know what. Fucking good for you, I Ellen. I give her a hundred. Absolutely, hundred percent. I will not agree with say anything mean about you anymore. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought she was a, a super funny. I I've never had a problem with her. Uh, so I, I I would like more people to be like that. Just you know, just saying. No, what that she did and the cool. way she, the w- it wasn't just that. It was the way that she presented it, the way that she said it, the I guess the best word is conviction that she said it with. Look, yeah. She's sitting with someone that has completely different views on certain topics than she does, but they're still friends. Yeah. I mean, it's... Just because I disagree with you doesn't mean I don't like you. If A lot of people need to understand that. If that were the case, then we wouldn't be doing this podcast, because how many times do we disagree on stupid shit? We couldn't even come right on the fucking name. That's how we came to the name. Right? (laughs) It's in the name. You You wanted to be the underwear club. Why? Because <laughs> I'm not wearing them. <laughs> 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 fucking nice. I yeah. I but 
big props to her because I, I thought it was incredible. Yeah, and and I I wish a lot of people could be calmer in in, in a storm like that. Yeah. That would that would make the world a better place. What Love else it. you got? Uh, last thing I got before we go to break is just my movie watch list. Nice. What do you got? Short watch list. Um, three things. One is Dracula Untold. For people that haven't seen it, Luke Evans plays. It's basically an origin story for Dracula. And it is on demand right now, I think, on Fox Movies. It's it's a free watch if you have, like, Who's in it? Luke Evans plays uh, the person that becomes Dracula. It's an origin story for Dracula. What year was it released? Oh, I want to say, God, probably three, four years Recent? ago. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it's not an old movie by any means. It, it's... um. Fact. Is it a good horror movie or is it just a good like a like a monster movie? It's a perfect Halloween movie. Oh, it's okay. it's it. If there was ever an October movie, this is it. I'll talk to the angel about that one. It's uh, I mean Luke Evans, the, the guy's awesome. He's fantastic in it. Can I be honest with you right now? Can I be frank? Can I just put it all on the table and be, be honest with you? You can be frank. But who the fuck frank. is Luke Evans? <laughs> if I show you a picture of him, you're gonna know exactly who he is. All right, but I only want to see it waist down. Did you see? Too fat. You haven't seen any of the Fast and Furious movies, have have you? I saw the first one. Nope. He was. Um, that was a dumpster fire. Did you with see no the arms. Beauty and the Beast remake, the live version? Um, how about not just no, but fuck no. Good on you, sir. He's he was in that. He played Gaston, I guess. Okay. Uh, you know, All who, right. When you see Luke Evans, you'll know who Luke Evans is. Um, he's in it. I'm sitting here thinking, ain't no fucking way, Captain America was a vampire. <laughs> No, that's his brother. <laughs> uh, let's. See. I'm just. I'm just using the the Google real. 2014. Okay. So it's not old by any means. Nice. F- great movie, it, and it's an origin story. And spoilers. It's. We'll talk about it in my top five list. I think fun I th- movie. I think we were talking. Uh, we were sc- scrolling through Amazon Prime the other night, just trying to find some different horror movies to watch. Because I mean, of course, you have the standards. Excuse me, that yeah. you watch. And we're just looking for something new. And I think I came across that. And I'm Throw like, that on the list. I'm like, next. Okay. Totally, totally recommend it. Okay. It's a vampire movie. It, yeah. It just, but, but it's fun. And the story, the way that they tell it, and the way the events happen, I thought it was awesome. Uh, the second thing is to watch Halloween, the original, and Halloween 2018 back-to-back. Because a lot of people don't realize this. We are going to do that. The new Halloween movie is a direct sequel to yes. the original movie. Yes. It ignores every... In fact, I'm not going to spoil it, but Jamie Lee Curtis has a great line that deals with all of the other movies in about three... Si- the, you'll know it when you hear it. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to do the same thing because Halloween is my favorite Halloween movie. It's tough. You, you can't beat it, in my opinion. It's, it's, um, that one's queued up on our list. Nice. Good one. I yeah, watching those back to back would be great because it, it is a J- John Carpenter said this is a true sequel. Yeah. Not even Halloween 2. Those movies did not happen. Correct. At all. Which which, is great. which means that we have a lot of questions that yes. we're going to have to see how they answer them because Yeah. You know, that would have You that haven't seen it yet, correct? I have not. <sighs> uh, th- Susan hasn't seen it either. So good. So good. Uh especially the o- no spoilers, but the opening scene like when the movie opens is a I guess you'd say Drew Barrymore. No, she's off starting fire somewhere. <laughs> There's like a reporter type podcaster, obviously, that they want to go interview Michael Myers. They go to the insane asylum where he is locked up, and the whole scene, the interaction, what happens is creepy as hell. It, it, it's fantastic. Um, so, real life, real life, real talk. 
I'm I'm a podcaster, sort of. You're a podcaster, sort of. Hack. If somebody says that you we wanted to go, uh, they needed us to go interview Michael Myers. Oh, I'm in. I'm out. I'm oh fucking I'll, out. I'll take notes and I'll record it for you. Out. I am there. I'm there. Out. <laughs> so okay, so let me ask you this. If <laughs> let's just say, hypothetically speaking, like we enter a contest and we can go ask Charles Manson ten questions, would you go? I don't know, man. I don't like Ouija boards. I can say, Jesus Christ. I can say unequivocally, absolutely. I think that would be fascinating. It it would be fascinating, but man. Scary? But what's going to happen? Fucking creepy. Listen, I don't ever win shit. So if I win something, (laughs) it ain't going to be good. That's that's the start of a movie where I end up fucking taking one in the ear. Fair enough, sir. (laughs) Fair enough. <laughs> it, it, he, you know what? Some of those individuals would be fascinating to talk to. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I'd be like, I'd be like, so Charles, there's a lot of rumors out there. You had that whole cult going on, some crazy shit going down. What cartoon did you guys watch the most of? <laughs> Bugs Bunny, right? It, it would have had to have been. Had to have been, right? Because of the anvils and the fucking rockets, and I'll right? take it one step further. His favorite had to have been Yosemite Sam, right? Just like him. A tarnation. My biscuits are burning. God damn it. <laughs> Um, and the last one is Salem's Lot. You know what we talked about? Reasons. We talked about that last week, and I want to see it again. That is that movie. I I still have scars from that first movie. From a kid, totally. And that's all I got. All right. How about a quick break? Then we got a special guest coming. We'll come up. back. We'll play our little games. We'll have our special guest here that we teased last week. Yeah, we do, we will. We'll be back. On a podcast. <clears throat> Sorry. On a podcast. Anyway, I'm going to start closing up the One Movie Punch secret volcano layer, and we'll meet you back at home. With a secret volcano layer. Wait, wait. A volcano layer? Really? Uh, uh, with a secret volcano layer, one podcast host just can't seem to get a break. This October. Oh, what happened? Joseph is forced to survive by any means possible. Who keeps a parking lot full of wood chippers? In a serial audio drama of adventures. Blood. Blood everywhere. Fountains and fountains of blood. That can only be called Brain of Terror 2019. <laughs> Join us in October 2019 for 31 straight days of horror movie reviews and interviews featuring Joseph, the One Movie Crunch crew, 17 podcast guest reviewers, special guests, and me, your narrator, Shane Hyde. Don't miss Reign of Terror 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does this mean I miss Joker? No. All right, that was a pretty solid break. Was it? I think, right? it, I think it was, yeah. Struggling. Your back's still in place? No. My back's fine. It's my coccyx. For those of you listening at home, Greg is standing up because his bat hurt his back hurts so bad. It took a from falling off a four foot ladder. Took a rough spill off a ladder this week and my my uh my my coccyx is um, it might be broken. So 
I, I have to share the backstory on this. You actually fell and landed <laughs> on a radio that has a big bar on it, correct? A, yeah, carry, a I, carrying handle. I landed. I landed on the the Dewalt, you know, job so site radio. You have to promise me that you're going to name this radio Bane, take a picture of it, and post it. I guess. All right. Fair enough. Because <laughs> if it broke your back, what else are you going to name your radio? <laughs> okay. Game time. Everybody that's listening also knows about our um, tournament of villains that we got going on throughout the month. So um, fun. So fun. It's I, I'm telling you what, the second round, I'm having such a hard time voting because I like every one of them. Wasn't happy about one matchup. Which one? Jason and Michael. Tough one, right? Tough. About five minutes. <laughs> five minutes. Because I literally, I had to justify how I was going to vote. Because you take, obviously, the 1A and 1B of, of scary movies of our generation, I should say, as far as popularity. I, I did not. It ended up coming down to me if this was a real fight. Who would win? You want to guess how I voted? Because it's not going to show up on the website. It's not like it's, it was. This was just me. If, if it was a real fight, who would win? Damn, that's a tough. I mean, probably. I, that's how I boiled this down after because I was like, well, who's more popular? Who's had more movies? Which ones did I enjoy more? And I'm like, okay, no, enough of it because I'll kill myself thinking about all this stuff. Jason, if these two were in a fight, who wins? Jason. Yes, because how many times has Jason died and come back to life? Yeah. So. That's how I based it Plus on. Plus, with the machete, he's got the range. Yeah, and I mean, Michael's. I mean, he's strong like a bull. Have but you he's seen? Slow. Have you seen that fan fiction film on online? That's Jason and Michael fighting. Yes, there's a lot of good ones out I there. I don't know who put that shit together, but Hollywood needs to give them a call because they they struck gold. Uh, another thing you can look up for fun is fan made Deadpool movies. Oh, top Jesus. notch. That's fucking beautiful. All right, I'm, I wrote that down. All right, so um, in keeping with the Villains Tournament, I have a tournament that I'm running for you this month, and I think you kind of know where this is going. It's kind of bullshit, actually. Why? Because you didn't run one for me? Because of last week. The r- pick one out of the four that has yeah. to go? Yeah. 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 All so right, fine. Let's just get to it. Here we go. All right. One of these has to go. All right. I, I switched it up on you this week. Okay. Def Leppard. Chicken Dip. Oh, I see what you're doing. This is a tournament. Jello Shots. <laughs> Or Firehouse Subs? Firehouse Subs. I figured that would be the one. Yeah, good guess. You know me so well. G&R? Okay. Chicken Wings? Yeah. Subway? Hungry Howie's? God. I got to go with Hungry Howie's. That's tough. You can't erase Guns N' Roses. No, you can't. You can't. That, that That's un-American. You can't. Even though all of their popularity is basically based off of one album and five songs after that album. But, but do you remember still, when Appetite came oh out? Oh, my God. That mo- that move, that, that's that, all anybody talked about. What am about? I trying to say? Oh, yeah. Going to school. And th- this was the discussion all day. Did you see that video for Welcome to the Jungle song? Yeah. Who's Guns N' Roses? Did you yeah. see that video? Who is that crazy what's, what's, guy? What's this new song? Sweet Child of Mine. Is that? Is that? Oh, that's Guns N' Roses. Do the, you? I, I I can't get rid of that. True, but yet, to, yet. Fo- to follow that up. Yet. to follow that up. How pissed were you when GNR Lies came out? Um, not pissed. There was a couple songs in there that I really liked, but I, I get what you're saying. It wasn't. It wasn't Appetite for Destruction. How do you follow that up? They basically. Well, you at least try. You don't take studio shit from five years before Appetite from Destruction and go, "Hey, let's put some acoustic shit out there." You don't put Terminator Genesis out after Terminator Two Judgment Day. Fair enough. But they did. Well, yeah, but shit. 
Yeah, agreed. Shit. Agreed. <laughs> All right. Cinderella, Chili Dip, Sam Adams Oktoberfest, Jersey Mike's. Oh, Jersey Mike's. I figured the sandwiches were going to go quick. Overpriced bullshit. This one's probably a fair... I know which one you're going to pick here, too. Kraken. Okay. Pizza Hut. Yep. Little Caesars. Pizza Hut gone. Domino's. Oh, Domino's gone. Okay. All right. Next week, the bracket will continue. Yeah. All right. This is fun. <laughs> we're going to see. We're going to see what your favorite thing in the world is. I can tell you where Guns N' Roses on upset watch. I can tell you that much. <laughs> 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 All right. So my game this week, not terribly long, but obviously fitting for the theme for October. Uh, was, we've already spoken at length about horror movies and our favorite scary movies, not necessarily scary movies, the big three. Gotcha. Jason and Michael Freddy. This whole game is based around those three. Let's just say franchises. Jason, Michael, Freddy. Okay, so out of those three, those are our three players. The first category, we have the number 146, the number 94, and the number 35. Those are the total number of kills in the franchise. One has 146 kills, one has 94, one has 35. Can you correctly put them in order? Who has 146? I can tell you this. Don't overthink it. Man, those are really lopsided. I, I mean, that's really high. I, when to when I was coming up with this, I was like, what? Jason? Correct. He has 146 kills. Did most of them take, take place in... Uh, Friday the 13th part 4 or is it 3 or 4 where Jason takes Manhattan the musical uh, no it was in space actually Jason X that was the one where he killed the most was in no in X? no no this is just total uh, as you. far as individual movies I don't know maybe I'll carry that over to next week I love it uh, so who has 94 kills I struggled with this one I think it's Freddy incorrect really it's Michael Freddy only has 35 kills when you think of all of the, he's got seven, eight, seven movies? They had the five because the three, one and two were good, and three, yes. four, five became comedies. So bad. Then they had... Jason versus Freddy. Then they had Jason versus Freddy. Then they had... The remake. The new Nightmare. The new new Nightmare, and, which was with Wes Craven. And but then, then they, they had, had the, the remake. remake. Really, only You need 35. to see the remake. I'm telling you, add Nightmare on Elm Street with Jackie Earl Haley as Freddy on your list. And also put the 2009 remake of Friday the 13th on your list, too. Both movies worth seeing. All right. Yeah, Freddy only has 35. a movie. I know. That's less than that because that was eight movies. But if you think about it, when you really think back to those movies, he was only chasing a small group of kids that were trying to keep each other awake. It wasn't like a full campground. How many did he kill in the second one? Not many. Not many. One? A couple, maybe. It's because he was just chasing Nancy. I don't know what Nancy had going on, but he really wanted a piece of that. Well, I know a little something-something about Nancy. Yeah, apparently she was the funnest I, girl at I the party. I don't want to get. I, mean. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> You're gonna get sued. All right, thirty-five. Wow, that's that's interesting. All right, this one's a fun one. Box office total. Oh shit. Okay. I have three totals. I'll just. I'm gonna round them to keep them easy. Okay. Four hundred and sixty-five million. Three hundred and forty-seven million. Three hundred and thirty-nine million. Two of them pretty close. The other one, way ahead. So who has the highest box office total with 465 million? 239,523. 
Michael Myers. Incorrect. Really? Jason. See, I didn't say Jason because so many his his movies, several of them took place like in late 70s. Early I would 80s. have guessed the same with you, being that Michael Myers is so popular. Yeah. But it's Jason because he's had more movies. Yeah, but on the other hand, that's what I was saying. A lot of his movies came out like 77, 78, 81. Now they're not quite seventy-seven, early eighties, I guess. The Jason movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. L- First one was nineteen eighty. Yeah, it was. Uh, and there's been more Michael movies recently. Correct. With, with the remake. Interesting. Yeah. So Jason was was next. Jason oh, first. was okay. in first place at four hundred and sixty-five. Now. Well, I think Michael's next. Michael is next. Yeah. And then Freddy came in third, which honestly I was surprised because Freddy had more movies. It felt like. Freddy had more more like. <coughs> Mainstream movies, because like More, in the eighties, early late eighties and early nineties, he was. Now, here's here's the here's the fork in the blender. Oh, nice! Who's got the highest average per movie at forty two million dollars four hundred and sixty three thousand? Freddie. Correct. Nice job. I don't know why, but he's got the highest average. Out of the three, one of them has never truly died. This one caught me off guard. I, I'll, it caught me off guard because I didn't think of it until I kept reading. Well, technically, Freddy was dead already. Technically. Technically. Fucking rules, bitch. Right, it's diff- um, different rules in the dream world. Mike Miles. Mike Myers. Correct. Michael, if you think about it, never truly died. He died pretty hard in the Love Guru. <sighs> hard. <laughs> Killed his whole career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael Myers. Nice job. Okay, now this is my favorite part. Oh shit! I have five kills. Oh damn! Okay. Out of all of these movies that stand out to me, that are most memorable. So I'm going to describe the kill. You're going to tell me who did it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is really <laughs> awkward standing, by the way. Yeah, but it's fitting for this first kill. Okay. Shotgun through the tummy, hanging up on the wall. It's funny because not only do I remember it, I remember what movie it was in. See, this is going to be harder for me because I haven't seen all of these. I'll give you a clue. Shotgun through the tummy. I know that in the first Jason, in first Halloween, he stabs the guy in the stomach while holding him against the wall. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Jason. Incorrect. It was Michael Myers. Michael uh, Halloween Four: The Curse of Michael Myers, okay. where it was basically the whole third part of the movie holed up in the cop's house. Okay. And. The girl, of course, wearing a nightgown with big old boobies, um, makes a left turn when she should have made a right turn, and then caught a shotgun right through the tummy. Ouch! Put her up on the wall like a piece of, like a picture. Never forget it. Whew. Not gonna lie, it was just because of the boobies. Yeah. All right. Those will do it to you. <laughs> Every time. This poor teenager was tied up in a sleeping bag and slung up against the tree like Babe Ruth. And there was a sickening crunch that followed. <laughs> it was just brutal. Um, if you can picture it, me picking up a sleeping bag, someone in it, rearing back like Babe Ruth calling his shot right up against a big old oak tree. Michael Myers. Sleeping bag. Yeah, Jason. Jason. Uh, yes. I only that said, was I the s- clue. I said Michael because he was this. He's like you know super strength guy type thing. Oh, it was so bad, so bad. Which one was that? Uh, that was in. Oh God, 
can picture the whole. It was one of the newer. It was uh, five, a new beginning, I believe. Okay. Which was the one where it wasn't even Jason. So four was Jason Takes Manhattan, the musical. <laughs> yeah, it was. You keep going back to that musical. <laughs> All right. So I'm over two on these. This one. Say one of the ones I know. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this poor blonde was picked up and her head was smashed through a TV set. That's Freddie. Correct. That was in number five, I think. Three, Dream Warriors. Three, that was in three? That was in three. Okay. That was in the... Um, Welcome to primetime, bitch. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it was the one where they are in the... Not insane asylum, but the 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 ward yeah. where people were, like had troubles and stuff. Yes. And, yeah, she fell asleep. Watch, you don't ever fall asleep in those movies. Yeah, I mean, that's all you got to do. And the big giant arms came out of the TV, picked yep. her up. Welcome to prime time, bitch. <laughs> you watch Rick and Morty, right? Oh, yes. Freddy? Yes. Been home from work, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bitch. Uh, terrible Teddy, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Terry. Terrible Terry. Yes, it is Scary Terry. Terry. Now it came back to me. All right, here we go. You've already mentioned this a few times. Punched a head right off the shoulders. Literally, a punch that knocks a head clean off the shoulders into a trash can. See, that's got. I, I, I don't know. I've never. I've never seen that one. Into so a trash can. Let's go, Jason. Takes Manhattan. <laughs> because the said teenager had the balls enough to go up to Jason and start throwing combos at him because he was a real-life boxer, and then thump, punches his head right off his shoulders. Fantastic. So it had to have been Mike Tyson behind the mask. One-shot knockout. That bit quick. Right. How funny was that? That's hysterical. Yes. If you're not a member of my Facebook page, you should be because it's, it's memes all day I, long. I, 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 just don't, I just don't understand why he walked up and started punching me. That bit quick. I, I, I hit that motherfucker so hard <laughs> I put his head in the garbage can. <laughs> all right. Last one, number five. I don't think anybody that has seen these movies can forget this scene, and I'll simply describe it as Waterbed Burrito. Uh, I think that's Freddy. Correct. Yeah. Which one? Just as a bonus. I think that's the first one. Correct. Yeah. You remember who the actor was? Johnny Depp. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, nice job. Yeah, I, yeah, right. I mean, those movies are a staple of our teen years, I guess you could say. Yeah, they are. I'll never forget, there was this girl that I had this monster crush on. And uh, in high school, and I, I, I finally convinced her to go out with me. I don't know what her problem was that she said yes. And um, she said, why don't you just come over and we'll just watch a movie. And I'm like, fucking sweet, right? Well, guess what kind of movies I didn't watch? Scary movies. Yeah, guess what she wanted to watch? So you had to nut up or night, shut up. Night, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Oh, also a very good one. It was good. It, it was good, but... It was... I put it right up there with the first one. Not quite would, as good. I rather would have watched Spaceballs, but... <sighs> Preparing, you know, because, preparing. because balls is right there in the title. But you know, whatever. Set the mood. That's the that's the ones I'm having a problem with. That was hard for me to vote on in our villains was the comedy ones because I think it's Judge Smales versus um, Headley Lamar. Yeah, wasn't it? I think so. No, it's uh, yeah, well, I, well, yeah, and then it's and then it's Do- is it Doctor Evil? No, it's uh, Smales and Evil, and then Headley and and Dark Helmet. That's right. How do you pick either of those four? Who'd you pick? I picked Judge Smales. Oh, I mean the other one. I picked Headley. So did I. I can't not pick Headley Lamar. That movie's solely responsible what about, for my. S- what about Ducky? Uh, Didn't Ducky no, I Headley the Blazing Saddles is specifically the reason that I am the smartass that I am today. No, that's that's what he says. Remember, 
What about Ducky when he wants oh. to take his rubber ducky in the bath? Yeah, it's fantastic. All right, we are going to contact our special guest, and we'll be right back. Hey, guys. Mike and I hope you enjoy listening to our podcast as much as we enjoy making it. But production takes time and resources. And if you like what we're doing here at Top 5 Fighting, we'd appreciate your support. How can you support us? Well, there's really no better way than to rock some sweet Top 5 for Fighting merchandise from our online store. And the reason we're telling you this is because if you order between October 23rd and October 25th, you'll get free shipping. Free shipping. How can you pass that up? Visit our website, www.top5forfighting.com, between October 23rd and 25th, and click Store. Find our promo code in the black bar and click Redeem. Also, don't forget to spread the word about our podcast. Tell your friends about us and share our content and podcast links via any of our social media accounts at Top 5 for Fighting. That's Top, the number 5, for Fighting on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And finally, if you haven't already, leave a review on our show pages on Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, or Stitcher. We really appreciate your support. Hello there. You've reached oh. Top 5 for Fighting. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. The meme king, Mr. Philip Eddy. You've heard his name, the myth, the legend, one Mr. Philip Eddy. How are you, sir? Oh, How are you guys doing? Well, you know, we're just dicking around with a microphone on a computer, so I guess you could say we've had, you know, worse days. Right. Right. So what's going on, buddy? How, so, uh, how's uh, how's things at the uh, that office? Which which office are you talking about? Work. Home office or no? Uh, your you home mean, office is amazing. The basement, the basement. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. Let's just hey, call it the bunker. As, hey, as long as yeah, as long as uh, those uh, snowbirds get their uh, medicine in the mail, that's 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 my job now. So, Phil, whatever. if I could box up every snowbird and send it back to you, I would. <laughs> and I'm not even I kidding. Send a, dude, I send them all their mail. It's crazy. That it's is crazy, hilarious. Is that basically what no, you got going on right now? Is you got you got six months worth of uh, mail forwarding? Yep, for sure. Yep, yep. Okay. Until about Easter time, then they start creeping back. Yeah, All that's uh, on the weather. That's really fucking exciting. How about we talk about something people <laughs> want to hear about? <laughs> Actually, no. Wow. I, I, I have wow, to know quickly. <laughs> I have to know one thing because it's coming up towards the holiday season. How many times does your mail room turn into that scene from Elf? Uh, this place is horrible. I'm telling you, uh, it, it, it looks just like that. They're slamming like in the, the round holes with the square boxes. They're jamming the stuff. They're banging on it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It looks like that sometimes. Ooh, I love syrup. <laughs> Government gotta love yeah. it. So, Phil, yeah. you know, you know why we had you on this week, right? Yeah, I heard you were talking about Bigfoot. You're going to make me look like a fucking weirdo. No, I'm no, not. No, the, I'm it's sorry. the whole this the, the whole theme of October, and you just uh, and and I will defend on defend you to the death because how many times do I text you or you text me and we watch the same exact show? Yes, yes. So, and plus, I've known you for what now, thirty years. Our our top <laughs> yeah, five our yeah. top five list is going to be cryptids, creatures, and legends. So um, okay. we've been wanting to get you on, and we know that you're super busy, guys. Everybody, he work, he's working 12-hour days at the post office right now, so he took time out of his schedule to talk to us. On a light day. On a light day, so we're not, we're not going to keep him forever. <laughs> but, but Phil is a, is a big-time he's a, he's a big Bigfoot um, enthusiast. Uh, enthusiast. All that let's stuff. Say, you know what? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that yeah. because, you know what? That sounds like a good way to be able to go out and enjoy the great Northwest or Northeast or North or the great state of the Michigan. The great state sir. of Michigan. Yeah. And <laughs> exactly. That's, and that's how I got into this. I, yeah, I started um, 
fell in love with the outdoors when I was a kid. I like I. I tell everybody I wasn't born out. I wasn't born in the woods, but I got there as soon as I could. <laughs> that sir needs to be a shirt. I love that. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right. So, what made you? But, yeah. Uh, what turned you into a Bigfoot or Bigfoot? Not just Bigfoot. We're, we we're not going to say that that way. In a into all a, of that stuff, a cryptid, cryptics, you know, legend uh, enthusiast guy. What 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 really? Okay. Grabs you the by the poo poo and doesn't the let go. Thing. When I was a kid. My mom, my, I was raised by a single mom, and uh, my aunt lived in Manistee, Michigan, up in the Manistee National Forest. So uh, she would drop me off for in the summertime. I would spend the week in Manistee, and my mom would come up every weekend or every other weekend, and I would live with my aunt and work at my great aunt's restaurant during the week. And up there in, God, it had to be in the 70s, late 70s. Uh, I know I'm old. Sorry, I'm sorry for Morgan's uh, Morgan's history class. That's listening now. I'm very old. You're not so, old, Phil. You're experienced. <laughs> yeah. So there was a guy in Benzonia, Michigan. There was a report in the late '70s. He hit a Bigfoot in his station wagon with his family in the car, I think. And it was big news up there. They and made a movie about that shit. With, well, if you're not familiar with Michigan, I know you two are, but some of your listeners might not be. Uh, Manistee is. Uh, three quarters of the way up on the west side of Michigan, if you hold up your left hand, three quarters of the way up would be Manistee. Benzonia is a little further in, and uh, it's between Manistee and Traverse City, basically. And uh, somebody hit a Bigfoot, and I'm like, what? What the hell's a Bigfoot? And then uh, In Search Of was a big show back in the day. Oh, when they had a Bigfoot special. Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, it was a Bigfoot special. So it's been around me the whole time, but then I went to a um, – a flying fishing trip and had to be the girls were probably babies. So this was like 23 years ago. I went on a flying fishing trip. We flew out of Wawa, Ontario. So we had to drive from, from how long do you have? Did, how long do you want me to make this short? You no, to- <laughs> dude, you told okay. me this, you told me this story and it gave me chills. So I go ahead. Well, it's yours. Okay. So, uh, well, I, okay. So, we leave from where I live in is nor it's a northern suburb of Detroit, and uh, um, we it's an eight hour drive to Wawa, Ontario. So we have to go up through the UP, up through Lower Peninsula, up through the UP, into the Sioux Locks, into Ontario, and we get on a bush plane. And a bush plane, I would say, fly, I hate flying. Love me so a bush plane. It's probably plane, half an hour trip. So does Alan. It, but it, yeah, it was a half hour trip, maybe, but it felt like two hours because I hate flying. So I'm in a bush plane, and they land us on a lake, and the lake is called the Little Missinabi, and it's in northern Ontario. I'm not sure the exact uh, whatever where what it's it's Canada. It doesn't matter. Ontario. It's out in the middle yeah. of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we go there, and uh, the thing is, we we drove up with a bunch of guys. It was my father-in-law and three of his friends, and they all got to bring a young guy. Like he, my father-in-law brought me. Uh, Don brought his. Uh, nephew and his other friend, I can't remember his name, brought his son. So the the deal was we're going to be up there and every day you fish with somebody different. So it was fishing where it was uh, walleye and Northern Pike constantly. The water was dark brown. It was just fishing, fishing, fishing. So we get up there, we're halfway up there and Don's nephew. Oh, by the way, I don't have a driver's license. We were supposed to split the driving. We were And my father-in-law hated this guy, this kid. So we were supposed to switch off. And the, when I was supposed to go with somebody else, my father-in-law was like, 
yeah, you can fish with that guy again because I can't. I'm, I don't like this guy. So we're bored. Him and I are bored, and we're we had fished twice together. You know, we're fishing for 12 hours a day. It was summertime, so it never really got dark. We were that far north. It never really got dark. So we're fishing and we're looking for something to do. And uh, it looked like there was a a fishing like a like it take a little meandering and there was a fishing hole. So we we pulled off to the shore. And we're like, um, first thing, the first rule up there, never get off the boat because there's bear, there's moose, there's everything up there that wants to kill you. It was beautiful. I'm just saying, it was beautiful up there. Sounds but fun. The rule, the rule was never get out of the boat. Well, I'm fishing with this guy again. And honestly, this guy was a little bit of a dick. I'm just saying. That's why my father on didn't want to ride with him. He was, a, he was a bullshitter. He was whatever. So I'm like, okay, so... We get out of the boat. I got my fishing pole in one hand, my tackle box in another, and we're, we see this little dip in the trees. So we thought there was another lake on the other side, and we thought, well, we'll go fish that lake because we're bored. And uh, about halfway there, I see a track of maybe 25 to 30 footprints in the middle. We're in, seriously, we're in the middle. There's two cabins on this lake. The only way you can get there is to fly in. So there's nobody on this lake that should be there, especially wearing bare feet. I have size 15. I wear size 15 shoes. I put my feet inside these tracks, and they were maybe three inches taller and two inches wider than my feet. And I'm like, what in the hell is this? Oh, that was so, my ex-wife. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> so, I, we, I'm like, well, that was weird. And I asked him, he's like, I don't know, bear? And we're like, that doesn't look like bear tracks. I've been out in the woods a lot in my life. I know what a bear, foot, bear print looks like. Whatever. Okay. I'm like, that was weird. So we start walking towards this, where we saw this dip in the trees. And uh, it turns out it's just a, uh, it was just a beaver dam that had made a little pond behind it. I'm like, well, we're not going to do that. Or So we start heading back to the thing. And all of a sudden we hear Bam, bam, bam in the tree. And I'm like, I look at him like, what the hell was that? He's like, I have no idea. And then bam, 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 we hear it again. Like somebody have a baseball bat against a tree. Now, this is in 19, let's say the girls were, it was a long time ago. So before any of this Bigfoot stuff had come out, we had no idea what was going on. I'm like, dude, we probably should get out of here. He's like, yeah, we should probably get out of here. So we start walking back. And it's so, the woods are so thick up there. I'm like, on the way back, I said, dude, you know what? I realized I got a fishing pole in one hand, tackle box in the other. I have a, I never go anywhere in those days without a camera on my neck. I had a camera hanging around my neck. I didn't take a picture of the footprints. And I said, hey, on the way back, let's find those footprints, and I can get a picture of the footprints. Because I just wanted to get a picture of them. Those, the four digital, so it was, you know, 35 millimeters, whatever. And we start walking back. It's so thick. We ended up 500 500 yards down from where our boat was, where we thought we were. On the way back, I did get, end up getting a picture of one footprint, one single footprint, not the track that I had seen. And the weird thing about the track was they weren't far apart. They were close together, like somebody was walking, you know, like foot in front of the other. It was weird. So I got one picture. But it's so horrible. If you look at it, you can't tell what it is. And you'd have to draw a red line around it to go, well, this is the actual footprint. Which to me, when I see the Bigfoot stuff online, I'm like, I call BS on anything you have to draw a line around. Right. Does not, it doesn't look real to me. So, makes sense. Anyways, yeah, we get back to the cabin 
and uh, we tell everybody. And my father-in-law, he was a uh, he was kind of like Archie Bunker. He was not he did not suffer fools uh, easily. And uh, if when I walked in and told him, hey, we saw these footprints and uh, whatever. He wasn't having any of it because I was embarrassing him in front of his buddies. You know, he'd been fishing with for 30 years. They go every other year to this fishing camp. He wasn't having any of it. So I looked back at this kid. I can't remember his name. I'm like, you st-. he goes, oh, it's probably a bear. I'm like, you son of a bitch. He, he just threw me under the bus. Right. It's crazy. Okay. So, so we get home and I tell Lisa, you know, my wife, I tell my wife about it, whatever. She's like, yeah, it's kind of weird. And in... I don't know, it must have been 10 years later. I'm watching TV. I'm watching Monster Quest. And uh, it was uh, a flying fishing trip in Ontario, Canada. And they talk about a Bigfoot breaking into the cabin, blah, blah, blah. And they talk about uh, Jeff Meldrum, which is a, he's a anthropologist, anatomy professor at Ohio State University. He's on this podcast. So he's a dick. uh, He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. (laughs) Right, right, of course. I mean, yeah. I mean, what an idiot. <laughs> so he says, uh, yeah, sometimes uh, Bigfoot's a wrap on trees because uh, primates do that in the wild. And I about, can I swear in here? Yes, about, you can swear. Okay. Do you not listen to the fucking pants. podcast, Phil? <laughs> I, li- okay. I, literally, I literally almost fell out of my chair. I'm like, Jesus Christ. That's what we heard. It was tree knocking. They were scaring us away from their area or letting the other Bigfoots know where they were. And I saw, seriously, 25 to 30 tracks of a bare foot. Uh, I mean, it was a bare foot like right. mine, but bigger than mine. Right. All right. So that was the first one. Now, I don't know if I told you, Mike. Well, Mike knows that I'm a Bigfoot enthusiast. At our cabin where we go, I've had a few interesting things happen in there uh finding bigfoot what happens at the cabin stays at the cabin (laughs) right well finding bigfoot did a special in michigan and the special when they showed up to do where they did their their um uh, what do you call it their uh community where they have all the people come in and talk or whatever the town hall uh, they did it yeah the town hall meeting was 40 miles from our cabin and at the cabin, I've had a few run-ins. Not run-ins. Well, okay, I'll I'll tell you incidents. I, I asked Mike, please don't please don't make me look like a, a psycho on this podcast. But we're my nephew was fifteen. My youngest nephew was fifteen. My brother-in-law makes him drive all the way up north. So we're driving up north. We he makes him take the dirt roads to the cabin because he's trying to get his license. You know, he's learned how to drive. He's trying to get his license, so he makes him take the dirt roads to the cabin. As we're going down the road, I look over and I swear to God, Mike, I know. Back me up on that. I'm not a liar. I'm not a liar. I'm not in. I don't exaggerate. I'm upstanding. Well, I am a government employee, but I am an upstanding. (laughs) upstanding (laughs) (laughs) I saw a big a bigfoot take two steps and cross the entire road in two steps to the left of us, the road we were passing. I. It blew my mind. So my nephews know that I'm a Bigfoot enthusiast. I didn't tell them. So the next morning I got on my ATV and I drove down to that area to see if I could find footprints. I didn't find anything, but there was a DNR truck driving back and forth along the road and they stopped me and I, you know, make sure I had my 
credentials or whatever, had my stuff or whatever. It was during deer season, but right. I'm just saying, it was weird that the DNR was there. Then another time at the cabin, uh, this is in between dogs, because I always, I like to go hiking. I have a three and a half mile, it's three and a half miles out, three and a half miles back hiking that I, uh, trail that I do right outside of a cabin. Now we live in, we're inside the Huron National Forest. So they do a lot of logging up there. And actually in the last couple of years, they have logged, they've logged half of my trail up to what I call Signal Hill, which is where we used to have to go get signal. If you had a cell phone, you have to go up to this hill to get a signal because that's how kind of rural we're in. Where we are is, uh, it'd be in the north, northern part of the lower peninsula, be northeast between Mayo and Atlanta. Nice. I don't know if anybody knows that. want to look it up. You can I know it where up, it's at. That's where we're at. <laughs> right. So, um, I'm walking out without my dog in the morning to go for my hike, my morning hike, because I work, I work nights back then. And so I get up at like four in the morning. As soon as it gets sunrise, I head out to the woods. By the time I get back, everybody's starting to rustle around the cabin. So I'll go for a, you know, a couple hour hike just to be out in the woods by myself. That's like my, it's like my church. Being out in the woods is like my church. So I head out, I get about 12 steps from the cabin and I swear to God, I hear, it sounds like two monkeys, two uh, chimpanzees killing something else. You can hear three separate voices. Two sounds like monkeys and one sounds like something else screaming like it's being torn apart. So I got like 12 steps out of the cabin. I'm like, Nope, not doing this. And I walk back in, back into the cabinet. I'm out. Pass. They, um, on that trail, I thought I saw a Bigfoot. I walked up the trail one day, and uh, I was coming back down the trail. I looked down. I'm like, holy shit. I started, I mean, I had goosebumps. I'm like, it's a Bigfoot track. It wasn't a Bigfoot track. What it was, what was a bear had walked, after I had walked up the trail, a bear had crossed the trail. And it's back, it's front foot, because they their back feet followed their front feet. The front foot had foot down, and then the back foot stepped inside the front foot. You know what I'm, yep. what I'm trying The heel it was following and the its toes own tracks. From the front, followed. I'm like, holy shit. I got goosebumps. I'm like, it's a Bigfoot track. And I'm like, I looked at them, like, oh no, it's just a bear. And, stuff. and I was like, oh shit, it's a bear. I got to get out of here. So, wow. I mean, there's a lot of bear up in that area, but. Ever since they clear cut, when I used to walk in, the, there was no sound at all in the in the woods. But ever since they clear cut it, uh, the second half of the the woods there, now it's all birds. You hear animals and everything. Before there was no sound, like like everything was afraid to make a sound. Right. So I'm thinking, just me. I know I'm going to sound like a weirdo. I'm thinking they were there, and I think the that the uh, lumber the lumber company chased them out of the area. But in that area. Um, am I talking too much? I'm sorry. Nope. No, dude, this is awesome. Okay. This is why you're here. Because <laughs> okay. the only fucking, the only fucking Sasquatch area, we find down here is at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> in that area, they, um, you know, they clear, they do a lot of clear cutting, a lot of woods. And I mean, it's, so I'm thinking there are where we, where our cabin is, there is so many ATV trails and snowmobile trails. And that's the coolest thing about up there is, in the summertime, I can walk those snowmobile trails because ATVs aren't allowed to be on some certain snowmobile trails. They're not allowed to be. They're not a shared trail. It's just for snowmobiles. I can walk from from our cabin. I can walk all the way up to 
almost to St. Ignace, which is at the top over to where the uh, the lower peninsula meets the upper peninsula, over by the Mackinac Bridge. Yep. If I wanted to, I could walk there and nobody would ever see me. Or I could whatever there and nobody would ever see me. Plus the power lines, which we ride in the wintertime on our snowmobiles, the power lines, you could walk the power lines and if somebody's coming, just move over into the woods. If you didn't want to be found, this is the perfect spot not to be found. So, so that's where you dump the bodies. Uh, I bury bodies, <laughs> and, and I'm not telling you where. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying where, but you'll never find but, it. Yeah. Okay. Well, so you know, you guys live in Florida. You guys live in Florida. You got the skunk ache down there. There's the Ohio grass man. Yep. There's the Tennessee wild man. Anywhere you go, there's Bigfoot. I'm not Bigfoot, but wild man or in, Something, the, in the history yeah. of the Native of Americans. Of, yeah, they've always talked. I've seen some. Awesome pictures of um, the Florida grass man, they think, or whatever. Yeah. But you know what? Down there, is, I'm not a, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not crazy. I'm just saying. I will, I will tell you I'm this. One of my but, one of my favorites is the myth of the upright biped that has all its teeth and speaks in full sentences that lives in Columbus. <laughs> there, oh, it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> nobody has ever confirmed the existence of that beast. <laughs> you don't want to make friends with those guys. <laughs> Stay away from them. Wait, where's the ding? Where's the bell? But you said see, you have a bell. Okay, true story. Bill does listen. He knows. Florida, Florida stories. I went to two office depots this week, and they told me that they were completely sold out, that at each store, one guy had walked in and bought every one of them that they had in stock. And I had not had a they're chance. They're all doing. Hadn't had a chance to go to another one. They're, they're all for restaurants. They use them for you no, know. They're order. All, no, they're all doing the Ohio State Bell every yeah, podcast. They're all Dang, doing the Ohio State sucks. Dang. They're all doing order up. So I, I promised yeah. I was going to have one this week, and I actually put effort into it, but then ran out of. We're overthinking this. I'll bet you there's an app. There is an app that's got crazy, but then oh, you yeah. have your phone uh, open with the button yeah, ready. So. Yeah, there you go. Right. No, Phil, those stories. Right. I I knew for the reason I wanted to have you because I know you've told me some of those stories before. Um. Dude, if there's anybody that I would take the stand today and vouch for their character, it's you. I mean, there, there's yeah. – and, and the first time you told me the flying story, I got goosebumps just listening to you tell it to me because you told me at the time that you never – that no, you never even told the story to anybody. But, no, I, and this is honestly the first time I'm telling in public, which I'm a little nervous well, about. Don't there's, be, man. Yeah, so, don't be. Phil, there's not that many people listening. How, You're okay. Yeah, there's only like six. <laughs> look at Well, no, don't well, be – Morgan's history class and her history teacher might be listening. I don't know. Yeah, but they're millennials. No one's going to believe a word they say. Yeah, right. So, but listen, look but, at all the look at all the shows that are on TV about finding Bigfoot and you know the myth, myths and legends and all all that stuff. It's it doesn't make you crazy. Um, one of our favorite shows, and I've I've talked yeah. to Phil about this numerous yeah. times. Is Expedition Unknown. Destination yep. Truth is where it started. Josh Gates is like a real live Indiana Jones. Yep. What I like about him, and I don't know if you feel the same way, Phil, the reason I like him so much is because when he goes to search out stuff, he's not going to say, look, this is real. He goes, I want proof. Show me. Yeah. I want to find 100%. out. If it's real, let's prove it. If not, he, 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 he calls bullshit on that show just as much as he does for stuff that he thinks is real. And that's why I think he's right. legitimate. And- and that's what I was trying to, what I was going to, about the uh, Florida grass, the Florida grass man. You know, so many uh, carnivals and uh, uh, circuses uh, winter down there. That might, there might be orangutans and chimpanzees and God knows what else running in the forest if they're not eaten by pythons at this point. Yeah, no but, shit. I mean, that, that, that could be an orangutan, there could be orangutans down there, you know. 
I think it could be up here or wherever. It could be a relic hominid. It could be uh, Gigantopithecus blackie, which they have found that during the, well, I don't know, whatever period it was before the, before the Ice Age, you know, there was those giant sloths and there was all right. these giant animal favorites of tigers and whatever. They proved that there was a giant ape that lived in China, which could have come across the Bering Straits. It could be here now. Right. You know, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying that Bigfoot's 100% real. I want it to be real, obviously. I'm scared to death if I ever see one. I'll probably, I'll probably shit myself. You but shouldn't because you should have the judge with you. I saw that the road and, and I was uh, dumbfounded. I'm like, did I just see what I saw? You know? I, remember, I, I don't know. I remember I was in Ohio one time and I saw the blows as professor for a C. Um, that was that listen, was fucking scary. <laughs> listen, I think this can all this can all get traced back to the one time years and years ago that a Buckeye cheerleader snuck into the zoo, did it with an ape, and then it just it 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 just went from so there. So many dings were missing. So many dings. Okay, serious serious question, <laughs> Phil, because you've because you I'm sure you watch this and you you put all this effort into it, and and this is not like me trying to make you feel stupid or anything. It's just like an honest question. If all of these things are real, and I'm not saying they're not, I'm just saying if, why in this day and age have we not found a skeleton or have like a picture that doesn't look like it was taken with a camera from 1913 or what? have people that have you know legitimately gone missing in an area that they can attribute to with all the... Oh, don't start. Okay. I can answer of part of that. Okay. Hold on, no. Phil. I, 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 got, of all, I got part of this. Hold on. Phil, yeah, I look, got... in, look into the missing 411, uh, missing 411 in the national parks. There's a whole series of these people turning up missing, and the government doesn't keep a list of them. Like, well, they turned up missing. It's crazy. Could have been a cougar. Could have been whatever. Right. I will say, uh, for the record, uh, the great apes were not discovered until 1902, but... In the 5th century B.C., they were talking about these hairy animals, hairy men that were in the jungles of Africa. They never, and they couldn't figure it out, and they looked and looked and looked and didn't actually discover gorillas until 1902. So the coelacanth was supposed to be a fish that was, uh, that died millions of years ago. All of a sudden, off the coast of Africa, oh, shit, there's coelacanths being, you know, uh, in the fish market. Here's a coelacanth, and the uh, anthropologist was like, what the hell was that? That's a that's a living fossil. That's I mean, they could be out there. I I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying they could be. And uh, you know, I'm I'm just keeping my my brain. I'm keeping my head. What do they say? Keeping my uh, your head in front I'm of your, your my, mouth. Uh, Keep your head on a swivel. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm open mind, but not so much my eyeballs fall out. I got I, you. I'm trying to trying to wrap my head around it. I want to believe, which is probably a bad thing. But I think they actually could exist. I mean, I, I think I saw one. I definitely saw Prince. I definitely had the wood. Dude, you met Prince? I definitely heard something that was not supposed to be there. And trust me, I checked on, on YouTube the noises that I heard. I went on YouTube, all the animals that make noise in Michigan, I tried. Foxes, I mean, foxes make weird noises when they're uh, in uh, mating season. Raccoons, porcupines, we had pork, all the stuff we have at the cabin. So do I. I tried. I looked it all up. I couldn't pitch it. Now, there is some stuff called uh, Sierra Sounds that was recorded in 1970s that's supposed to be Bigfoot uh, talking and whatever. There's also some Ohio um, stuff that's supposed to be, you know, from Bigfoot. You get all the stuff you can look up online. I, I'm just saying, 
I think they're real. I'm trying to find out, but there's so much crap out there. Like people post things constantly, which screws up the, you know, it, everybody who now I look like an idiot because not, I'm just saying, not at all. You know, people, no, people just, there's so many hoaxers out there. I don't know why people hoax stuff, but you, know you look like a dummy for believing in something because it all turns out to be hoaxes. And there's been some great hoaxes out there. Right. I mean, some good, like people have spent lots of time and lots of money to hoax people. Like that guy from Ohio why. State who actually earned his degree. That was like the biggest <laughs> hoax ever. It just it, it, it never stops. Bing, bing. Um, it's I, I'm just saying, if you look up Leif Erickson, the Viking, who came over to explore the that was how long ago was that? Leif Erickson. That he was reported Bigfoot. Like in the sixteen hundreds, uh, wasn't it? Yeah. Same no, Sammy that was 14, before Samuel de Champlain. Yeah, Samuel de Champlain came over to to discover uh Canada and yeah, Lake Champlain. Samuel de Champlain. He's in eastern Canada. He said the um, the Micmac Indians were scared to death of these giant monsters that lived in the woods in uh, North Carolina and South Carolina in the 1790s. They were uh, they were talking about huge hairy monsters. It's, it's crazy. Teddy Roosevelt wrote about it in 1893 in a book about. Well, I really sound like I'm crazy now, don't I? Hey, Not Teddy at all. Roosevelt wrote books about hunting because he spent a lot of time in the West after his. After his wife died, he ran to the West. Did a lot. He wrote a book. It's called Hunting the Grizzlies. In there, he talks about a guy killed by a Bigfoot. And, right. And that's Teddy I goddamn mean, Roosevelt. Right. Right. So, and all the Native American tribes that talked about them, they said they're forest brothers, they're cannibals, stay away from them, depending on the thing. There's even petroglyphs of Bigfoot out West. Um, I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. Phil, I'm just saying it's crazy. Hey, Phil, listen. It's d- stop saying that you think you're crazy because it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Seriously, look look at how many people out there have said they see a, a UFO or things like that. There's no way that anybody can say you're crazy that you because you believe in something that can't be seen or proven. Because a hundred years ago, nobody knew what an electron was. Or or what? Right. Okay. So don't stop yep. saying that. I mean, this is if it's something you enjoy. Greg. Don't don't feel bad about it. Greg, he's been friends. Right. With, he's well, been, he, he's been friends with me for a quarter of a century. He's fucking crazy. All right. Fair point. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I retract. <laughs> Your Honor, I retract my don't statement. Don't hold that against me. <laughs> don't hold that against me. No, it's awesome. And I will say. Go ahead. I will be up there. I'm heading up Friday. Uh, tomorrow, we're going up to the cabin, and in my in my quad in the front compartment, I have. Uh, in the front compartment, I have a Sasquatch bag. You sent me the picture. You, you sent me the yeah. picture of this. I've got it. I have a can of. I have a tin of. This is a hilarious story. Which it's got a CSI bag. I, I, let me dig, let me digress a little bit. My mom, when I was a kid, told me that I was twenty five percent Native American because her grandma was a Cherokee princess, which is what everybody in Michigan hears apparently. Oh, absolutely. And then I had my beer. I had my DNA test done recently. I am zero percent Native American, <laughs> but all these years I believed I was. Should have stuck with so it. So I've lived, yeah, I've lived my life accordingly. Could have got a casino. Just so you know, I have a very good yeah. friend of mine who listens to the podcast, and and she's going to corroborate me on this. She did her DNA test twice, and it came back completely different on both. Completely yeah. different. Nice. So like yeah, like one of them said she had like some like uh, Kenyan in her or something. 
and she's the whitest girl I've ever seen what ever. Was, what was his name? Hey, Carl. <laughs> but, Carl. No, and she she's Carl. she's she's so funny because she used to work for Centcom over at, at McDill Air Force yeah. Base, and she was an officer in the Air Force, and she's like a, she's brilliantly smart. Like I don't even like talking to her because she makes me feel like I'm a dipshit. But she goes, I sent it off, and I was like, that can't be right. So I sent it off to another company, and it came back. It was completely different. So who knows what the fuck I am? <laughs> Phil, just keep going right. till you get that. Just keep going till you get what you want. Absolutely. Until I get what I want, right. Yeah, yep, yeah exactly. I was thinking about switching to the other, the other company. There you go. Yeah. Hell yeah. But so, so in that tradition, the native tradition, which um, I, when I go out in the woods, and I've been hunting my whole life, I don't hunt much anymore. I just like to be out in the woods. I realized after hunting for 20 years that it wasn't the hunting that I liked. It was being out in the woods. Right. So now I go out to the woods, and there's a tree, a certain tree. And, Mike, if you guys ever come up, God, I'd love to get Dylan up here, too. Because now that he's got tracking skills, he can he yeah. might help with this. You could say <laughs> so, that. Yeah. So uh, there's a tree that I leave a gift in. I call it – it's a gifting tree. It's a Native American tradition. If you're going into the woods and expecting something – then you leave something on the way in as a gift. It's a taking and a giving. Right. So I leave something at a, at a tree. I leave either like stuff like bird seed or something, food or whatever. And then on the way out, I say thank you for letting me have a successful whatever. So been up there a few times. You're coming up. Got, when you come up, I got to get you to the cabin. I'm in. So I go, I go up there, and I used to make walking sticks. And uh, – I would only take walking sticks that were, you know, had fallen off of trees. I leave my gift. I walk into the woods and I, I do my three and a half miles up, my three and a half miles back. When I get to the tree in the middle of the trail is a walking stick that wasn't there when I went up. Fucking it's Amazon. It's like. They'll, well, <laughs> they'll deliver anywhere. Amazon, Amazon and a drone. Right, right, right. No, it wasn't in a box. <laughs> so Phil, I, so I, now I gift it and then I, there's a stump at the top of the hill and the last time i there's believe it there's a i'm not telling you guys where i'm at but there's a horde of potassi stones and pudding stones up there which are pretty much michigan uh they're michigan stones that everybody loves up here it's a which michigan, you have sent me stone of michigan i have some yeah oh yeah me. oh 100 percent. i want so, some um i'm looking for rocks and i go up to the thing i walk up to the top of the hill i come back usually like i'll leave a rock on the way out i'll leave a rock at that tree because i thought i was native american i thought that's what we do but apparently i'm not so <laughs> i thought that's what we do <laughs> <laughs> right that's what we do but apparently we don't because i'm not so i get up to the top of the hill and it was i mean from the from that stump where they clear cut to where the top of the hill is the signal hill it's not even 40 yards okay there's nothing on the top stump I come back, there's a giant blue rock sitting in the middle of the stump. I'm like, okay, all right, I get it then. So I think they're still up there. I just, this is my, this is my thought. I hope they're still up there. Scarce. If there is, there, if, yeah. So I'm going to try this weekend. I'm going to go up again. I'm bringing, I'm bringing um, sardines. I got my trail cam. I got whatever. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, if it's, if it's nothing, it's nothing. You should add Twinkies to that list. I hear they love Twinkies. Twinkies? Twinkies. Who doesn't love a Twinkie? That's my point. Who doesn't love Twinkies? Right. If they're out Who there, they're going to seek a out a Twinkie. <laughs> yeah. Well, Phil, right. take pictures and we'll post them. Phil, when you're up 100%. there, when you're up there this weekend, take a small video, just like a like a one minute oh. video, so we can post it on the website. Absolutely. Okay. I'll send you pictures and yeah. Okay. And uh, 
just if you guys want to check out anything, uh, look at look up Ape, uh, Ape Canyon, which is an awesome story from the from like the twenties. Look up the Albert Oxman story, O S T M A N, Albert Oxman from nineteen twenty four. Same thing, where he was kidnapped by Bigfoot. Uh, I I'm just saying. And uh, look up Survi- the Survivor Man series. He did a whole Bigfoot series. Yeah, which is amazing. Those were good. I love that one. Yeah, and podcasts. I don't. Can I can I plug another podcast on your podcast? Absolutely. No? We're not uh, famous Sasquatch. enough to say no. <laughs> All right, Sasquatch Chronicles. That's that's one of my favorite. I'm going to listen ones. to that. I, lo- I listen to that constantly. Yeah. What's it called, Phil? Yep. Sasquatch Chronicles. Sasquatch Chronicles. It's pretty West, easy. Wes Gurman, and he's had the guy that did the. Um, that did the uh, the Patterson Gimlin film? Yes. Uh, but Roger Patterson passed away a long time ago, but he's had Bob Gimlin on. He's a friend of Bob Gimlin's, and I believe that guy. He's an old cowboy. I kind of believe him, but I'm not a fan of that of that footage because they're like, well, nobody could have made a Bigfoot costume that good. But I'm telling you, I watched a 1949 Abbott and Costello movie called uh, Darkest Africa or uh, something like that, something about Africa, and there was a awesome uh costume in there in 1949 so i don't believe the story i it could have been a costume right i don't know who knows yeah i don't know it's good shit so. phil okay phil real quick because yep. i know you got to get back to work i want to ask you one question what is your favorite cryptid legend whatever that is kind of off the wall not a big foot not a skunk ape what's one that you've run across that you like that would that's just fucking cool what's your number two my number two the jersey devil if you look into that they're a fucking awful hockey team dude they swept us in 95 how can you be fans of them there's there's a reason they're named jersey devil look it up i i I know exactly what you're talking about bro i'm not here i'm not here to do research that's why you're on the goddamn show <laughs> okay, I, I tell you, but I'm saying the, well, the woman made a deal with the devil, and she had and she had a baby that was the devil, and it got out, and it lives in the I think what is it called the Pine Barrens in New Jersey. They still see it today. No, the no, no. You're thinking you're crazy. thinking of South Philadelphia. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What's crazy is, is is that a National Hockey League team is named after that. Named after that. Oh well. Oh, okay. So I'll give you one. I'll give you one even better. The Red Dwarf, the Detroit Red Dwarf. That's a crazy story. The Detroit uh, Red Dwarf. Red Dwarf. Uh, the main rue, they call it. It's French. It was uh, in retaliation for something that happened. He's cursed Detroit. And every year they have a, uh, well, shitty yeah, football. Very team. artistic. I'm going to say this very artistic people have a parade in Detroit in, I think it's March or April. And uh, they kick him out of Detroit because he cursed Detroit because the, when the French got kicked out of Detroit, something happened that he, I don't know the whole story. I can't I'll remember. I'll tell you what story. happened. William he, Clay Ford bought the Lions, and the city's been fucked ever right, since. Right, exactly. Well, he cursed them. He cursed them. There you 100%. go. I don't think he's there so anymore, though, year, because I think right. Eminem beat him in a rap battle. Yeah. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you a link. I'm gonna send you a link so bad. You're gonna love this link. Send they it. kick him out every year. We're, we're gonna put yep. all this they shit on the website. Kick him out every year because he cursed Detroit. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome, Phil. I really appreciate right, you guys. taking time out of work. But and uh, go ahead yep. and book it because the next time I come home, um, we're going to the cabin. I the, with the way Mi- right. with the way Michigan's playing, I'm not coming home for those bums. I want to come home and go to the woods. <laughs> 
For sure. And I'm not going. I, I'll just tell you right now, right. I'm not stepping foot in those woods unless you got the judge with you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that okay. that gun will be readily available, or I'm not going. <laughs> All right. I'm in. All right, Phil. Thanks I will, a lot, Phil. I will talk to you right, soon, buddy. Okay. Take care, guys. You got it. Love the podcast. Thank Keep you. Keep it going. Thanks, pal. Thanks, buddy. All right. Bye. I fucking love that guy. He's he's he, fun. I've known Phil literally for 25 years. Um, that guy is... Pff, there, there, I, I could talk about Phil all day. He is just absolutely amazing. I'm going to talk about Phil all day. First of all, what a fucking crazy bastard to believe in all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no, and when I, say, I said that when he was on there, and I completely mean it. Like, if there's one person that I would lay down on railroad tracks and vouch for, it's it's Phil. So, nice. like, when he says that stuff, I, I 100% believe it. And, like, I was telling you during the break, um, I've been in the woods in night, in the morning before the sun comes up. And when you're out in the woods, I mean, and, I mean, Phil even said, you don't know, but your mind plays tricks on you so bad. Like, you, you know, you see and hear things that you just don't want to. There's a creepy aspect to the woods at night. Uh, it's last, the unknown. Last year. I went hunting up at Ash's cabin uh, with my dad and Ash. And uh, you got to be out there at like 4 o'clock, 4.30 in the morning because when the sun comes up, that's when they're feeding. And you're walking through these woods, and even though it's not real, all you hear is... (laughs) You're like, what the fuck is going on right now? Because it's just a complete different feel unless you grew up in the woods. It's just odd. You know, you're not walking out in your front yard and there's a street lamp. I mean, it is pitch-ass black. Yeah, it's awesome though. But I, I, I love all this stuff. And I, like I said, I've known Phil a long, long time. He's probably one of the guys I've known the longest out of all my friends today. And that's, uh, I mean, we've talked about this stuff for years. In fact, about five or six years ago, the family we actually took a camping trip to. A, I say camping. We went to a cabin in Georgia in the Blue. What God? What are they called? The Blue Mountain, Blue something mountains. Blue Ridge Mountains. Blue Ridge Mountains in Georgia. And we purposely got a map. There's Bigfoot things like stores and sighting things and stuff they have maps you can get we actually went out to try and find some stuff you know places to go hike and um didn't see anything but it's you know it feels right being out in the woods but to me if more people did this there'd be more happy people in the world i agree there's there's no place better i agree all right yeah our list so yeah let's knock out our list because there is hockey on tonight yes there is there's a lot of stuff on so um Mine are off the wall. So are mine. And I can't I can't go into a lot of depth on these because Oh, I can. These are all kind of new to me. Um I think the legends and the what, cryptids. What are, did you base yours on? I just based mine on sightings of things that could or could be legend or myth or or whatever. I based my list on some on stuff that have always interested me. Okay. Like stuff that if I see on the TV, it's a lock. I'm not changing the channel. Okay. I'm not going to lie to anybody out there. I don't necessarily disbelieve this stuff, but it's not something that I actually pursue. So I am not well-versed in all this. So mine are basically going to be the name. Okay. Kind of what a little background on it, why I thought it was cool. Right. And then I'm going to move on. Fair. Um, and and full disclosure, I had some help from the marketing angel this week. Okay. I did all my by myself. Okay. My number <laughs> five legend is a Ohio State football player with an IQ over eight. Here we no, go. No, my my <laughs> my number five is Bat Squatch. 
And it's supposedly a flying cryptid that's been sighted near the Mount St. Helens area uh, in the 80s. Okay. Um, it's supposed to have be it's supposed to be about seven feet tall. It's got a wolf-like muzzle. It's got blue fur, sharp teeth, bird-like bird-like te- bird-like feet, and large bat leathery wings that have been described to be up to 50 feet wide. It's been sighted a couple of times in '94, 2009, 2011. Somebody saw it in Phoenix. Um, Dude, it's not Patrick Ewing, is it? No. No. You play for the Knicks? No. <laughs> he had Ewing. a wingspan. It's fucked up. <laughs> he did have a wingspan. Yes. Um, it's been seen in, a, in Akron, Ohio. Color me shocked. Right. Um, it just, it just li- reading about this thing was just Tell really cool what? because I it's like. I love the name. Uh, fuck yeah. Well, you'll How find you out not? that the reason that I picked mine are basically solely based on the name. <laughs> oh, well, hey, that's how I pick out wine. Right. Uh, if, if whoever, whatever wine has the coolest logo or the neatest, cool, I can't tell you how many times I've, you know, I've looked and I've like, well, that Menage a Trois has to be good wine. <laughs> the Menage a Sank. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's a, it, it's hard. Uh, Susan knows wines really well, and I don't. I'm like, red. <laughs> Spoilers. It's all the same. <laughs> no, it's not it's all actually. The same. But okay. Dude, I, me personally, this may shock you. You could put three glasses of wine in front of me, ranging from. A six dollar bottle to a thousand dollar bottle, it all tastes the same to me. It's all the same. I got you. That's that. That's it's that great wine. line from Sideways, the movie Sideways. Thomas Hayden Church. You never seen that movie? Sandman. Yeah, Sideways. No, it's got Giamatti. Um, oh, um, okay. yeah, I know the movie, he, but I've never seen it. It's it, there's a there's a part where the the guy's getting married and Thomas Hayden Church is getting married and Giamatti's his best friend and he decides to take him for a wine weekend in Napa Valley, and they're going to all these wineries and Giamatti's standing here and he's. You know, it's got legs, and he's smelling it. And Thomas Hayden Church is like, nice. He's like, "What do you do?" He's like, "Oh, they all taste the same to me. I just want to get drunk." <laughs> um, side note: the wine movie on Netflix with Amy Poehler and all the Saturday Night Live chicks. Yeah, I watched it. Did you like it? Not really. I, I laughed. I cried. I laughed a couple times. It was it, a little was, too long. It was a little weak. Yeah, but I mean, but I, they were really good in it. Everybody was really good in it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it just reminded me of wine. Uh, my number five, everyone's favorite. What what it's based off anyway? Not Dracula, but Vlad the Impaler. Oh, nice. Okay, um, good one. Real life ruler of Wallachia in the 1400s, and he got the name Vlad the Impaler because what he would do. And now this is a real world ruler, and in order to scare his enemies, he would take the victims, whoever they were killed, and he would impale the body on upright posts. Um, if you watch Dracula Untold, this is all there. Um, yeah, this was in the original the, the original Dracula too, it, I think. That as well. Bram Stoker's Dracula. But, you know, and then the Dracul was where the name Dracula came from, all based on this real world fam th- these rulers which Wallachia which ended up being I believe Romania and then part of Transylvania Something which like that, yep. where that all gave birth to that whole legend yep. and all that stuff. But Yeah, he was a vicious motherfucker, man. But the also the part of it is the torture rooms which was oddly enough I was just watching a special on Discovery or something like that cuz all those are on this month. Um, the torture rooms were, you know, the Iron Maidens where they would put people in and then crush their bodies. But it was rumored that he would drink the blood of the victims mm-hmm. and that would give him super strength. And that's where that whole legend was born. Yeah. And that you watch the real world story of that and what happened. It is horrifying to it see is. what they did to people back then. Super hor- horrifying. So Vlad the Impaler, Dracula Untold, I'm telling you, you got to watch it. Fair enough. All right. My number four legend is a Walmart that has more than two <laughs> registers open. <laughs> Have you been to Walmart lately? 
Yeah. It's all self-service checkouts now. So is Home Depot. It's amazing. So is Home. It's not amazing. I don't work there. Oh, I I don't care. I want to get out of there. I understand that. I'm a big. I fan. get that, but the prices didn't go down any, did they? Nope. Didn't no. All. Fucking cunts. I, I all I know is I can get in, and get out without worrying about it. My home uh, Home Depot. Uh, uh, when I was up uh, out of town on business, was the first time I'd seen one that's all self checkout now. Yep. And I come back, and the one uh, down here and uh, close to us now is all it's all self checkout. I'm just waiting for them all to be out of order except two. Yeah, yeah. Now only one of them works. You know what's gonna happen. Yeah, it is. All right. My number on. four is the puckwedgie. The what? The puckwedgie. What the hell's a puckwedgie? It's uh, it's it's a mythical creature in Algonquin folklore. Okay. And they're basically like wood sprites or fairies that live in the like woods. The Algonquin Indians? No, the Algonquin Indians were kind of real. Okay. <laughs> These are just like um, uh, not a leprechaun, but kind of like a wood sprite or something like that. Okay. It was just something that, that it's out there, and they're supposed to be, uh, they're also called the Bagawajinini. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? That sounds magically delicious. Exactly. They were just like um, tricksters. Like, they would like to have fun, unless you were mean to them, and then they'd fuck you up. Game over. Game over, man. Game over. Game, Game over. over. Um, they're up in, like, the northern Canada, not northern Canada, like, Canada area, the northeast Canada, like... Uh, New Brunswick and uh, Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia, eh? Eh. Um, uh, uh, Maine. Ch- chomping on some Stuff poutine. like that. Yep. Um, they were good-natured creatures. like to play tricks on people. Not dangerous. Um, uh, but if they were mean, they would not kill you. They would do things like steal your children or sabotage your village. or You right. know, it was just a way to explain why the you know local cow place caught on fire last week, I guess. Sure. Why not? Puck, puck. Puckwedgie. Best name ever so far. Sounds like Puckwedgie. Um, my number four, which, I mean, don't have to spend too much time on it because everyone knows about it, is the Bermuda Triangle. Fair enough. It, it is just 270,000 square miles of just flat ocean that shit disappears in. The sheer number of incidents, um, if you watch any documentary on it, you're talking military flight fighter planes that just mysteriously disappear like world war ii era the planes a squadron would just randomly have instrument trouble radio back to the tower and then before you know it they're gone no trace no nothing no wreckage it's there's so many of them of these incidents the disappearances and ships and there's if there's smoke there's fire somewhere yeah not saying it's supernatural or anything like that but it that part for so many things to happen in that square area of the uh, of the ocean, to me, is just fascinating. They've never proved anything on that. Uh, that is one that I actually have done a little bit of research Crazy. on. I think it's a magnetic anomaly. Uh, anomaly. Could be. It, back, it could back be. Back when they used just like the magnetic north as a compass, <coughs> and the planes would end up flying in a circle, run out of gas, crash, shit right. like that. Um, this that I mean, there could be something in the rock underneath the ocean that caused. It. I mean, they just they don't know. But it's it's incredible the stuff that happens. Yeah. Horrible, but it's in, it's crazy. Right. Okay, my number three is a Saturday where I actually get to see Alabama play a Division One opponent. <laughs> it's like Haley's Comet. <laughs> Comes around once every once 75 every years. <laughs> okay. Um, it's called the, the Fook Monster. Mm-hmm. I'd like to call it the Fuck Monster, but we're going to call it the Fook Monster. It happens every Friday and Saturday. It's only been cited... <laughs> In Fook, 
The town is named Fook in Miller County, Arkansas, during the 70s. And it was accused of attacking a local family. Um, initially, they thought it was like a swamp creature, much like creature from the back Black Lagoon or Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. So when I read this, I immediately thought of you because I'm like, that's why that motherfucker was only seen in the 70s because he got canceled after his first episode. Exactly. <laughs> very, very possible. Um, he's described as a large hominid-like creature with dark hair, uh, estimated to be about seven feet tall, weighs about 300 pounds, uh, about three feet wide. Um, he, he blamed for killing cows and livestock and... They think that maybe it was a bear. I don't know many bears that live in swamps, but, I mean, it is what it is. But, I mean, it's the Fook monster. Right. They really worked hard on that. Let's see, where'd we see him? In Fook? What do you think it was? It's a monster of some sort. Well, fuck it, Carl. Let's call it the Fook monster. Yep. And let's go have a cup of coffee. Yeah. Saw it out in butt (laughs) Fook nowhere. (laughs) Well done, sir. Exactly. Well done. Uh, my number three, pretty basic again, sticking with October, um, ghosts in general. You, you, when it comes to stuff like this, there's nothing that's, I guess, as highly debated as people seeing them, didn't see them, believe in them, don't believe in them, whatever it may be. Tons of, I mean, you just Google ghost video evidence. You're going to see so much stuff in, like Phil said earlier with the Bigfoot stuff. There's so much stuff that people are so good at faking stuff. But then there's other things that are like, you know, why fit? This person has nothing to gain from it. Like, in, you know, they're apprehensive about even showing it. There's just, there's got to be something to it. And the thing that always reels me in is if you believe in the afterlife in heaven, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it's there's got to be something to that. Um, see, I it, again, all of this stuff is stuff I get roped into every time I see it on TV. And the ghost stuff, I used to watch Ghost Hunters all the time. It's you know, some of the stuff is really bad and hokey, but some of the stuff is like, man, this shit makes sense. You know, the old prisons where, you know, mass murders happened. You know, yeah, I mean, if there's ever going to be a place that's scary and maybe haunted, it may be a prison that was, you know, mass murder, the plague or something like that. Makes sense. Don't want to go there. No. I mean, so, sure. yeah. And why do you not want to go there? Because you think it's something scary. And if it's something scary, that means you believe something's there. Right. So there you go. Right. So there. Number three, ghosts. Ghosts. How did Casper die, by the way? He was a, a little boy that... What killed him? Did they ever say that in the, ca- in the, in the cartoons? Man, fair point. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just you know the shit, meaningless stuff that goes through my head. Right. All right, next. <laughs> right. Now I can't stop thinking about right. that. You're welcome. <laughs> my number two... Is a Lombardi Trophy in Detroit. Fuck you. I'm sorry. How about that? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the Mongolian Death Worm. Nice. Fucking A. Listen to this bitch. This sounds horrifying. It was called the... <laughs> I'm going to fuck this name up. Olgoy Korkoy. And I don't know. Try it with a K if you want to spell it. Sure. Or the Intestine Worm in Mongolian. Pass. And it is... It's <laughs> Mongolian travelers described a five-foot-long, bright red worm that pops out of the sand dunes and would attack anything that comes near it. It would spit arcs of yellow acid that would kill people and horses on contact and corrode everything it touches. And it can launch an electrical discharge at an unspecified distance. So they saw the movie Dune. 
they, I maybe just say it possibly just say um, um, one of the ra- one of the things that I read about this, and I there was there was no credit to an author to give credit. I'm not going to take credit for this, but it fucking cracked me up. He said, "That's not a real animal. That's something a dungeon master comes up when he wants to end his friendship with his adventurers." Amen. <laughs> so we got a, we got a, a, a worm that attacks stuff that spits acid and shoots lightning bolts. However, as funny as this sounds. A number of, they're called cryptozoologists, have conducted televised searches for this death worm because apparently none of them had anything left to live for and all came up empty-handed. But when you are doing research for something like this and you find the Mongolian death worm... You research you the hell out of it. you got to research that shit. Absolutely. That shit is real. Um, another real quick funny side note for, from Dune, the big worms that came out of the sand. Yeah. Do you remember those big skeletons that were in the dunes in Tatooine in the first Star Wars movies? Yes. There was rumors that they put that in there because of the original book Dune that came out a long, long time ago. Yeah. I'm like, hmm, there's something to that. Ironically, I've read the book and have not seen the movie. Mm-hmm. I want to see the movie because I've heard that the movie is... Dune? Yeah. Is crappy. Settle in. Yeah, it's long. It's but, but, but the book is fucking long, too. I can't tell you how many times I watched it as a kid. Yeah, they're remaking it. You know who's making it? No. The guy that did Arrival, Dennis Villanueva. Or okay. V- Villanue- yeah, I'm all aboard that. Well, I heard the first one was an acquired taste. It wasn't, it, it, it was good, but it was like. 80s. Yeah. Sting was in it, so there you go. Uh, my number two, oddly enough, is just Bigfoot. It's everything. Uh, but it's, I mean, it'd have to be, right? I, I, I can't, in good conscience, not have this on the list because, like Phil, I've watched this and I've been fascinated by this since I was a kid. And Leonard Nimoy did that damn show in search of that scared the living piss out of me as a kid. That show was super scary to have his been a documentary. Voice, yes. His voice, he just made you scared. Yeah. He, and yeah, th- yeah, there's just, like Phil said, there's so much of this country, this planet, that has been unexplored, untouched by humans still. You look at the Pacific Northwest, um, you look at the, you know, the deepest part of the Everglades that, you know, you just can't get to on purpose. Um What's like the ocean, for God's sakes? How much of this planet has never been looked at? They 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 find new species of fish like a hundred times a year. Yeah. What's to? I'm just saying, like Phil, you want to believe something like that exists? Because how cool would that be? It would. They found it a would. fucking Bigfoot, right? Can someone just find one, please, and just make this that much more fun? So, so um, they can start working working at Walmart and doing the checkouts. Breaking news. Oh no, we got breaking news from Phil. That was fun. Hopefully, I didn't sound crazy. Stop it, Phil. Stop it. Again, he's friends Jesus. with me. He's fucking crazy. All right, my number one. Number one, go. A politician that actually gives a fuck about me. Oh, the biggest myth on this planet. Ever. There's no such thing. The Yukon Beaver Eater. Dude. I did not know that I was on Wikipedia. This is amazing. <laughs> Do tell. Apparently this is <laughs> <laughs> apparently this is a, a cryptid that is known for going to beaver houses. I, there's a word for beaver houses. I can't remember what they're a called. Dam. No, that's a dam holds I up know, the water. You did, <laughs> fucking idiot. Well, goddamn, <laughs> you had me. I did. You want to get anybody know where I can get some damn bait? Um, he it, this thing will actually go and flip over their houses in the water and they then rip the thing out and eat the beavers. Um there's a possibility, possibility that it might be a bear 
surprise. Outside chance. Bigger than even the gr- biggest grizzly bear is the way that it's it's described. And it catches beaver, oh, beaver by flipping up their lodges and seizing the exposed beavers. It's a pretty sound strategy if you think about it. When shown a book of prehistoric animals, natives chose a giant ground sloth as the closest lookalike to a beaver eater. So it's a bear. Maybe. But bears don't eat bears don't eat beavers. Well, we don't know that. We don't know what goes on in the winter in those caves. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, listen. Hey. If you guys don't listen to this podcast enough to know that I'm not going to make something that's got the word beaver eater in it my, for my number one. Then you just don't know what's good you, enough. You, you, you don't know me. Beaver eater. Nailed it. I, again, I need a shirt. So there's a couple that I thought that might come up, and I and I didn't bring them because I didn't want to... How about my number one? Oh, shit. Maybe you're number one. I thought yeah. your number one was Bigfoot. No, that was my number two. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. And I'm, I'm a fucking chowderhead. And I'm about to, about bring, to blow my mind. bring Phil out of his chair and shout, going, yes, that's my friend, Mike. The Great Lakes Ghost Ships. Number one, Ooh. the Edmund Fitzgerald. Um, the Great Lakes up in... My home, the great state of Michigan. There's has been a huge en- number of the big lake freighters that have sunk. And if you just Google ghost, Great Lakes ghost ship sightings, there you can go on for days. There's even one with a video on CNN of daytime, and there is a storm out over the water. I watched it on the way here, and there is something. In the clouds that looks exactly, and I'm not, it's its not a cloud. I can tell you that right off the bat. When you look at it, it is, um, it's a shape, and it looks like the front view of a ship. Um, and it just appeared, people just had to have the video, and it just out of nowhere, there's a whole bunch. My college roommate at the time, Jeff Seaford, I, he, I believe he listens, fucking better be, um, had a cabin up in Tawas, which is off of Lake Huron, which we used to fish. Uh, there would be we catch carp because they were so much fun to catch, even though they're the worst fish alive. But at night, when you look, they're small oceans, is what they are. The, the Great Lakes are massive; they're beyond lakes. They are small oceans. And there was times when I was out there that it would storm, or it was raining, or something, or super cloudy or foggy. And I've looked out and seen sh- like, what the hell is that? Don't, I'm not saying it was a ghost ship. All I'm saying is it didn't look like rain or a cloud or something, and it was not the same color as the background of the sky. Fair enough. Weird. Just like Phil said, I, I don't know what it was, but I have personally seen shit out on Lake Huron at night that sure as hell resembled what looked like a ghost ship. Nice. But it is what it is. Cool. But that stuff's awesome. Again, I love that stuff. But the Edmund Fitzgerald, which sank in 1975, November 10th, um, all 28 people on board died. There's actually a song about it. Everyone's heard the song yep. about it. Gordon um, Lightfoot. Gordon Lightfoot. Um, the Great Lakes cover 94,250 square miles. That's pretty big. That's pretty big. That's a lot of water. It's a lot of water. Um, there's There was one even back in 1679. Like the, There's a long history of ships that have had these mysterious sinkings or whatever in sightings in the areas that these ships were last recorded to be that stuff's awesome so i had i had to i had to keep it home themed for this one absolutely great lakes ghost ships right phil i don't i I don't mind the great lakes except for that one really pompous one 
Lake Superior. Yeah, thinks it's better than everybody else. Yeah, fucker. Yeah, they uh, and those things never get warm either. God damn. I, I, it, I don't think any. No, it I, could be ninety five degrees in August, and the Great Lakes are still like sixty five degrees. I mean, when I was a kid, I went up there one summer and uh, was at my uncle's and aunt's cabin and at the lake, and they went they out in the boat. And like, hey, let's go water skiing. I'm like, cool. I've never water skied. I jumped in the water. I got out. I'm like, fuck that, man. Yep. That's just too cold. It's like well, 50 degrees. When we were summer. kids, like, what the hell? When we were kids, we would go way up north. And my grandparents, who lived up in, uh, it's a tiny blink of an eye town called Millersburg, but they would take us up to Alpena, Roger City, go on the beach, out in Lake Huron, and dude, it's ice cold. It, it, as a kid, we didn't know any better. But you grow up and you get a little older. You, your teenagers like, oh, I ain't swimming in this. Too fucking cold. Yeah. So you just stay out of it and you sweat your ass off instead because it's too cold. Yeah, you, I mean, you, all you gotta do is stick your toe in there and you're, yeah. you're freezing. I'm out. So we uh, we asked for some shoutouts today uh, on on Facebook. Yep. Um, we had a, a couple of, of that were duplicates. Um, Ash Bishop, friend of the show, Chupacabra. Yes. That one's just I, I should have done that one, but too I easy. Kind of yeah. I mean, how cool would that be to find a Chupacabra? Plus. There's no way it's getting across the border now. No, <laughs> not now. That's um, why the wall's going up. Y- y- yeah, fucking I don't want chupacabras yeah, running around. who does? Oh, my God. Um, Jacob King was the Wendigo. Okay. That is something Jake would come up with. Yeah, sounds about right. They're definitely creepy was his comment. Yep. Um, Joe Stilwell, pitcher extraordinaire. He has two, the chupacabra that only appears sporadically. And listen to this, Phil. The Jersey Devil. Hey. How unnerving, uh, just unnerving how footprints got on that roof and the fact that their fans dress like David Putty. Mostly it's the prints on the roof, though, and the end of the movie Splice. Mostly. Now, Aaron, A-A-Ron, I think he's got the, I think he's got the winner this week, though. You think? Yeah. The G-Spot. Well, you know what? This is what happens when you're home, recovering from a car accident, you're on too too many pain meds. And you just start saying whatever the hell you want. Good job, Aaron. This is this is <laughs> this is why I love my wife so much because the marketing angel replied to him, "You're just not looking hard enough, Aaron." Oh, burn! Damn it, man! Back to the drawing board, Aaron. What do you got for this week? I got nothing. I got absolutely nothing. That was fun. It was nice to have Phil on here finally. Um, that's it. It's another week. All right. At Putty two seven seven three is your. Um, Twitter, uh, I'm at gbishop72, at t5ff underscore angel is the marketing angel, at top5forfighting uh, is our Twitter, uh, top5forfighting.com, top5forfighting on Facebook, top5forfighting on Instagram, check out our merchandise page, check out our Patreon page. Um, I'm on listen. Instagram too, putty2773. Putty2773. Freaking just straight find me on Facebook, Mike yep. Putnam, P-U-T-N-A-M. I am not on Instagram. I don't have the time, and I don't take a lot of pictures. Uh, most of my pictures involve electrical shit that I have to remember, so you won't want to see them anyway. I didn't get on Instagram anyway. until we started this yep. train wreck. And it's something that we should probably put more effort into because it's what people, people I'm seem to be looking at. I'm learning how to use it. Um, again, Patreon members, we got some special stuff coming for you uh, here in another couple weeks. Big stuff. Um, listen to One Movie Punch, Reign of Terror 2019. Our episode dropped on the and I enjoyed listening to it. I was sick as hell the day we recorded that. I wish I could have done a better job, but it, I think it sounded like fun. You did all, fine. All his other episodes on this are really cool, guys, so give it a whirl. Uh, at Colby Pol- Told Me Podcast, um, Richard Alexander Law. Great law um, stories. Great, great law stories. Um, next week, our top five list is going to be the worst candies that you got as a trick-or-treater. 
and you can't cop out and say raisins because that's not a fucking candy. I want right. shitty candy. Um, Stuff that went in your pillowcase or your plastic pumpkin that made yes, you look at that lady and that go, bitch, what are you, you doing? You literally threw at somebody the next day and made them think Bigfoot was whipping some candy at them. Yes. We hope to have a special guest on for that episode. We do have an episode, a spoiler episode of Joker coming as well. Yes. If you haven't seen this and you're interested, go see it. It is something that you do want to see on the big screen. Um, yes. Don't listen to all the BS and, and just go, go go and understand that you're going to see a movie about the greatest sociopath in comic book history. Villain. Let's just call him what he is. He's, he's the a best villain. comic book villain. He's the best comic book history. villain. He's in it, and you know what? Best, None better. Best best picture, best actor. See it in Dolby because yeah, the it, music is just as big a part of the movie, if you ask me. Yeah. And um, that's all I got for this week. That's all I got. I'm done. Mr. Eddie, thank you so much. Phil, you're the shit. Peace out. Later. Yeah, I just can't wait to see what month it is that the Detroit Lions will rip my heart out and show it to me. Do you want to bust the Bengals in the balls? Why the hell should I? It's not like I'm going to punch someone if they're laid in the street bleeding. Are you ready for some football? <laughs> <laughs>